You want to start the show? Oh, you're supposed to. Okay. Hey, what's going on, guys? Steve Andes here. Welcome to the Thought Exchange. Uh, I'm with my co-host. Hey, it's Cameron Barkey here. What's going on? What's going on, guys? Uh, and why don't you introduce yourself for us? Where am I looking? Does it matter? Doesn't matter. Just uh, Aaron Elizabeth Ross. Nice. Nice. What's okay. going on, Aaron? Uh, well, Steve, you're stressed out. I'm stressed out because I got a black screen here. I don't know what the fuck is going on, Russ. Me neither. Uh, are you on camera four? No. What camera are you on? Okay. <laughs> this is why I'm stressed out. We got a new intern in the house, and he's uh, he's just learning his stuff, so uh, he's figuring everything out. Okay, let's start off with you, uh, Aaron Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's going on? Like who I am and what I do. Let's start with that. So All right. people, people who don't know the infamous Aaron Ross. Uh, well, my name is Aaron Elizabeth Ross. I am a mid-career full-time contemporary landscape painter. So I've been doing that, God, long time now. I guess I've been in galleries for about 12 years. This is my full-time gig. What do you mean by mid-career? Do you know when your end is? Is that what... Well, it just means that I'm not an emerging artist anymore. It's sort of a qualification for artists. It just sort of like justifies like price points. And you, you, it, it's like a, it's an important, I would say, distinction that I'm mid-career. Like I haven't given up. I'm still doing it. Ah, yeah. that's insane so. because everyone and their dog says they're an artist. They're like, I'm just an artist or I'm just starting to be an artist or I'm just doing this, I'm just doing that. Yeah. But then when you say, I've been doing this shit for 15, 20 years, people are like, yeah, this girl knows what she's doing. Well, yeah, and I just like, I don't do anything else. So there's there's a lot of artists. There's a lot of different types of artists. Um, I, have a, I hold a BFA. I got a BFA from the University of Alberta. Prior to that, um, I've been making work since I... God, since I could, before I could recall, I would say precognition, I've been an artist. Um, I got into galleries when I was nine. That was my first big commercial project. What? So, yeah, nine years old. Yeah. How did you do that? I was just one of those like weird kids that was really good at it. So everybody kind of identified me as a, as a kid that could draw and paint. So my parents really encouraged it. And then just sort of like one thing led, I think as soon as like you see that in a kid and you embrace it, one thing kind of leads to another and then doors were opened and I was given some pretty cool opportunities as a little person, a little kid. So um, it wasn't ever, to be totally honest, it was never a question. It wasn't even an option. Like it was just always going to be what I did. So it was just figuring out how I did it, basically, how I got from. That's sick. Yeah. As a nine-year-old, okay, hold on, going back, what's a BFA? It's a Bachelor of Fine Arts. Okay, I just yeah. did. I, no, I didn't okay. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I went to school to have a degree, like I, and I have an art history degree. I minored in art history as well. So, what do you, what do you learn in art history? Like, you just learn the history of art, like Da Vinci and. Uh, well, that's, that's part of it. Yeah. Look, and he's, he's trying to pull uh, it out of his ass, right? <laughs> you learn. <laughs> you say one um, thing, Da Vinci. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm, I really, I've been really intrigued with uh, Leonardo Da Vinci lately. He's, <laughs> he's fascinating. Yeah, you yeah. definitely learn about him. It's more like it, it. It's a, it's a broad kind of overview of the history of art. So. I mean, if you think about it, cave paintings are kind of the, where it starts. Like anything that, that's a visual representation that was made, like you learn about everything. I mean, I'm, I was more interested in stuff that happened like in the 1900s, basically. Like what would be qualified as contemporary art, I was sort of more interested in. But it's an overview of like, yeah, the whole history of art. So Does, and con does contemporary art start in the 1900s? Contemporary art is just, it's technically, it's a confusing term because what it means is like art made now about things that are now? current yeah, like yeah, about yeah. now basically so like it, it just I guess it became different in the 1900s because motivations behind making art became different things became very politicized things became very emotional people like 
before, like when you're talking about Leonardo da Vinci, it was, he was uh, the first thing that they st they started figuring out uh, depth yeah, and perception. It was a vocation like anything else. Like you'd yeah. be a doctor, you'd be an artist, you'd be a, a lawyer, whatever it was. You'd be a lawman. You'd be people who picked the thing, and then you just you, you studied it like a science. And you'd also like you'd have to be partnered up with wealthy families, or uh, you know, you you worked like it would work any other. It was almost like a trade. That's kind of cool, but yeah. not. But I've never known this before. Yeah, and then as you moved into the 1900s, like motivations for artists became fractured. Like they were like, basically like wanted to make art that was about stuff that they ca cared about, as opposed to stuff that other people cared about. So it was less what? about contract work and that's, more about like. That's common with all artists nowadays. I. I, I but that's contemporary art, especially with some of the struggling artists now. I'm just like. Like, even with musicians and stuff like that, I'm just like, dude, you, you make music that makes you happy, yeah, but you get yeah. complained that nobody else likes it. I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, you want to make music that other people want to listen to. It's <laughs> a really confusing thing, and, like, you also don't want to get stuck in, like, titles. So, like, even while I'm talking about contemporary art, my guess is, like, I don't know how many people listen to this, but there's probably somebody out there that's like, that's not the definition of contemporary art, like, would disagree with what I'm saying I right know now. exactly what you're saying. So this is, like, certainly... I mean, I'm coming at it like I, I have an education. I've also sat on multiple arts boards. Um, I've worked as an artist for a pretty long time now. So it's like <laughs> I'm coming at it from certainly a place of like education as well as just exposure to things. But it's still going to be uh, it's my opinion is going to be different than a lot of other people's opinions on it, probably. But uh, the work that got me excited was work that kind of started like the 1900s was like late 1800s, 1900s was sort of a starting point for work that was. Uh, just very different. What, what so does that even artists? look like? Yeah, who are the which are the artists of that? God, I don't. There's what? Yeah, what? What? Yeah, what? What would it look like? Like how? how well, do you that's explain, the thing like, is like it became thing? it kind of became nothing. This is like a this is such a big conversation, and it's like one of those things. I was just at a birthday party recently, and uh, God, what's that guy's name? Paul. He was he's a personal trainer, and he used to have that show in the city where he would be like, Oh yeah, yeah. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and super nice guy. I never met him before, but he just randomly happened to be my friend's trainer, and. Uh, so he was asked, so kind of like a bunch of people at the party, they know what I do, but they were like, oh, you know, like people love to be like, contemporary art's bullshit. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I could do that. And I'm like, well, but you couldn't because you wouldn't have thought of it. So that's kind of the, like, the thing about art is that it kind of became nothing during oh. that time period. Like it would be like, like this would be art. Not nothing. Like performance art, sound art, um, just the absence of a thing could be art. It was all it wasn't con it wasn't like object driven. Oh, that shit. Like, it was content driven. Yes. So it was like but that would be something that took a great deal of effort and thought and time that would led up to that thing being the piece of art. Or like even if you look at let's move it away from that back to two dimensional work because that's my realm. I'm yeah, that's painter. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what is a two dimensional art piece from eighteen hundred like what medium did they use? Is paint. it like charcoal or Oh paint? yeah, it's charcoal paint, all of it. Like they oh, were doing okay. stuff and like it would be like Duchamp is a classic name when this comes up. When things start to shift, Duchamp was an artist who took back art for himself and he said, Fuck you to the literally bourgeois audience who was buying his work and he said, I'm gonna do what I want, which included like authentically erasing somebody else's drawing and then signing his name on it. Or <laughs> masturbating onto a piece of velvet and just framing the... No, he the didn't do that. Absolutely. Google art. There was guys that shit in cans. There was guys that, that sliced their, their genitals in half. There was women who put paintbrushes in their vaginas and painted... Um, no, come on. Or, no, no, no. no they did what, that? What? Oh, absolutely. You think that? That's scratching the surface of what... People were this doing is a, as this is the kind of stuff that people do for marketing, though. Like you know, dressing up in. But it has uh, nothing to do. It has nothing to do with marketing. <laughs> That's it, not marketing. It was all. All of this was coming from an authentic place. All of it. Like it was all, and it was all important because it all it changed the realm of art and what art making was about and who it was made for and why we make art. Like it's a really, 
it's a really surface take on it to be like, well, that's, I don't understand that. That's super fucked up. That's not art. Well, no, it's not. It's like, it, it's like any of us going into a country we've never been to and being like, I don't get why you're doing that. That's fucked up. And like discounting it. It's exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's a, that's an insane argument. It's, it's not, it was all very valuable and it was all really important and it, none of it should be taken lightly, frankly, like it was all, but I understand that it's, it's very confusing for people who don't belong in, who don't have an educational or peripheral understanding of art history. Like you'd be like, what the hell is that? Right. But I just, I do. So I, I understand that it was like important. Like it literally laid the foundation for what I do now. Is it, is it just like, is it like almost like a rebellious act or like what's a lot of it was, it was absolutely rebellious. And like a lot of those artists, like the women in the seventies and stuff that were really like embracing their roles as female artists, like they were fighting a fight that I am still fighting today. And a lot of that was like, my body is not your body. So yeah. fuck you. Like my body is my body and I'm going to do what I want with it. So there was a lot of stuff, like a lot of women using, yeah, their vaginas for work or they were nude in a lot of their work. So they were like turning the idea of the, the male gaze or the object around. Like it's a broad, this is, this, this is a huge conversation. Like this just, is just, like I'm a stressed, male I'm gaze. Just, you make it sound like it only goes one way. That's the term. Google it. It's like I know, but like, like but you know, but females, females gaze gaze at men as well. It's the, the history of objectification <laughs> is incredibly gendered, and you and I both know that. So it's 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 a much. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying, but it is. It's a deep conversation. Yeah. But like, did you grow up watching He Man? No. And yeah. even if I did, I wouldn't be watching it because I thought his cartoon body looked. No, good. but us as men growing up, yeah. look at He Man and think that shit. We need all these muscles in order to do all this. Stuff. No, we but the male gaze is specific term and it means the way women are consumed by men like it's a different it's a different thing it's, it's true yeah so it's that's true. like a gendered that's a gendered conversation it's, it, it, that is true that is a gendered conversation yeah. because males i i think the males look at the female as, as like prey and i'd say they prey on them or as and an then, object and then women traditionally would look at the male as as a protector either financial socially physically either one of those things this is real yeah i don't but i mean yeah that's that's but most but it traditionally that's how it works so like if you if you look at it women will women will not sometimes and this is just my perception you can completely tell me whether it's wrong or right uh -huh. or whatever uh -huh. because our, we're we're on opposite perceptions of right. things right right so in terms of my perception of stuff is that uh you'll find that um uh that female females will basically usually look for uh, the best option for them that will either protect them financially, physically, socially. Uh, this is what they kind of want from the man. So are you going down this path as a defense to the male gaze? Or like, why are we, just out of curiosity, like, how I'm confused too. I, I, I'm still thinking, you're talking about art where the guy chopped his genitals onto it. Like, I'm still like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wanted to go back to that because I was, I'm thinking like, the fuck was going like, oh, getting, that one just seems wild it's getting, to me. It's getting out of control with all that stuff now. Even now today, everything's getting out of control. But this is, I mean, this was all happening a long time ago. And it's been, it's just... That's just a crazy, like, they would have been... Okay, I'm like, I'm learning right now. So you hire an artist, like back in the day, and it's like, that's my artist. And then I would just tell that artist what to do. If you're like, talking about like Da Vinci, if we're talking about Michelangelo, if we're talking about the greats we've all heard about, like Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel not for himself. He painted it for a family who commissioned him, who thought that at the time... The, the more opulent, beautiful house you built for God, the more likely you were to get into, get into his heaven, heaven when yeah, you yeah, died, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So it's a very, it was a, it was a really nefarious arrangement for a lot of the artists. They probably it hated like just, it. I don't think he loved painting it, but I mean, tough to say, but I don't think he loved it. No. That's crazy. So that's like, if we're looking at that, that's when it was like a, like it was a, 
what? trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What then. would he? What would he? I never knew art was actually a trade. To be completely honest. Yeah, with you. and you learned how to do it like a trade. You went to school, and there was a guy who learned how to paint exactly like Michelangelo, who taught you how to paint exactly like that's, Michelangelo. That's the whole thing with the Last Supper what? too. That's the Last insane. Supper, yeah. the Last Supper, the one that's in the, um, not the one that that was done in uh, in, uh, like the one that. Uh, Da Vinci painting, but the the remake one that they have on that canvas, the big large canvas that's in the one of the churches in in Belgium. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So they say it's like an exact replica. Yeah. And they were trying to trying to the look side at it. Painted it. They think that Jesus was painted by Da Vinci. Yeah. But the rest of them absolutely was painted by his disciples on the remake. Yeah. Like so, when he got commissioned to do another one, yeah. he just outsourced it. Was like, can you just paint Jesus? Because because they could do it. You well, got dude, that's you learned cool. how to paint exactly like Michelangelo. <laughs> so what happened so was, it was a job. It was like you go to carpentry school, you learn how to use a fucking saw and a hammer. It was like exactly everything else. And not only that. It's a little more. It's a little more. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. Like um, I saw, I saw is a little crude. Like painting's a little it more. It was more you fitting. You'd go fine. into it if you felt like you were inclined. Like yeah. you, just like you would go into carpentry if you felt like you were so inclined for that, or you'd go into medicine if you felt like you were inclined for that. You'd go into arts if you felt inclined. Like if you felt like you had a natural predisposition to be able to. Drop, which I do. Like, I could have done it back then. Except I was a woman, so I wouldn't have been able to do it back then. But had I not been a woman, I would have been able to do it back then. That's wild. Yeah. That's crazy. I did not know that's how artwork popped off like that. Is that that because just because it was considered work? Uh, Back then, yeah, basically it was. It was just a job that you were good at. Like, you were like, okay, you're going to be an artist. And then you were an artist. Like, it was. But it wasn't wasn't about self expression. Like, you weren't like sitting at home, like, thinking about why you were painting. You went to work and painted. You were like a painter. You were is a painter. What, you were a painter, and you had to actually paint. Yeah. Every like, day, so you'd be like, I want a day off from this shit. And you're just like painting the Sistine Chapel. Like, upside down, lying on your this, back. Lying on, on his back. Yeah, lying on his back, doing some crazy shit. Yeah. I never knew that. I thought, I, th- I didn't know that that's why he did it. I thought it was like, like, um, excuse my ignorance, but I just thought it was like, uh, he was like, let's paint this thing. This no, like, the best like he had like ever. a moment of inspiration and was like, ta-da. Like, no, he did it as a job. So who's the, I don't know, do you know the family who was like... The Medici family was a big one back then. Like, again, you guys are like calling up cobwebbed parts of my brain. Because like I haven't thought about this stuff in a long time. Um, So, and I'm, like anything, when you don't use it, it it falls out of your... Like, I I haven't talked about this type of art history... A long time. In any kind of specific detail in a long time. Like, I used to have to write... Do you hide stuff in your art too? Essays and stuff, no. No, because it was like music. In, in oh the, man, there would have been lots. Of, like, I, there's so much. Like, art is like, it's it's such a huge, huge topic. Like, that's why I was like, what do you guys specifically want to talk about? Like, just sort <laughs> of. I mean, it's massive, and there's a lot of people out there that would look at what I do and say it's not art. Are people mean to each other in that scene? Yeah, absolutely, they are. What's the word we're using? Well, assholes. They're assholes. Art yeah. Assholes? yeah, there you yeah, go. Art absolutely assholes. Absolutely, art assholes. So, okay. Yeah. Art, okay. Art how much? Okay. Yeah. What's? Wh- where are the, where are the biggest assholes? Um, the other artists. The, the people, the galleries, mm-hmm. or the people purchasing the consumer? Like, which one's the worst asshole? Just generalizing. Not, not yeah, no, no, not no. Also not yeah, don't, yeah, don't drop the name. No, should I not do that? Um, <laughs> no. Say, you fuck. I think what it is, is it's with any industry. <laughs> Just pissed. Uh, the biggest asshole yeah. is that guy, Steve. Piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just straight call out. Uh, no. I hate fucking this gallery. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great. That's exactly the stuff I said I wasn't going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, don't but, do that. No, um, no, 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 no. Just as general. This is yeah, a generalization. No, I think it's important when you have these conversations to know that like every industry has this issue. So yeah. when it comes to but when it comes to creative industry, 
there's a bunch of stuff at play. One of which is egos are huge. With who? Huge. With, with everybody. Everyone? Artists, yeah. gallerists, like people who... We're buying? Who, everybody. Like I can't buy that. Well, I'm... there's just egos, right? Yeah. And or like if you spend a lot of time on something, like, ah, it's not really what I was looking for. You'd be like, what? Well, you can't do that. But it's, it's just... <laughs> it, people are... In, but it's also the most self-conscious... Like anything you do that's creative is like authentically the most self-conscious thing you can do. It's literally stripping yourself naked, walking into a room full of strangers and saying, I hope you look at me and love me because holy fuck am I vulnerable right now. Mm. There's nothing more vulnerable than doing what you do creatively and just putting it out into the world for literal public consumption and criticism. Like that's what you're doing. Like, and, and of course it's, it's not, you can't, there's no formula to what everybody's going to like. So you will always have people who look at your work and say, I don't get it and I don't like it. So, and that's, and that's not being an asshole. That's just being honest. Like, yeah, you yeah. don't have to like everybody else's work. Like, it's all, it's very personal, right? But when people, I think, become assholes is when, again, those egos get into play. Everybody's vulnerable and people don't like being vulnerable. And when they feel vulnerable or they feel like there's a lot of, like, weird clubs. Like, it's like the cool kids that do art. For and art? Like the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Is absolutely. there, like, nerd artists? It's not like that. Like, what I mean is, like, like anything else, again, like fashion, music, I think anything that's in a creative realm, like, you, you kind of, you have, like, the... Subgenres of You have the haves and the have-nots, and you have people that have made it. Like, let's use a music analogy. So, you got a guy that, it's a friend of yours who's made music in his garage for, like, 25 years, right? Oh, he's and not hanging like, out with the Rolling Stones. Well, but wait. It's, okay. it's, let's say it's Nickelback, right? Like, yep. I actually dated a guy from Hannah, Alberta, who was, like, I, I will never forget. I was sitting on a couch. I was probably 16 years old. And I watched, religiously watched MTV, or Much Music, both of them. And this music video came up. And it was like, because that was how we consume music. Like, they yeah, would drop, like, the a day. video, right? Yeah, that was so sick. And he was literally, like, we're sitting on the couch, and he's like, Chad? Like, he literally said, Chad? Like, with that look in his face. And no, no, like, no. I Chad sw- Kruger? Yes, I swear to God. <laughs> he's from Hannah, Alberta. And he's looking at TV, he's like, it's my neighbor Chad. He played, like, everybody's retirement party, like, everybody's bar mitzvah, like, everybody's birthday. Like, Hannah's a town of, like, 400 people. Like, it's a shithole, right? Yeah. And this guy and his band were playing everything they could play for, like, 20 years before they ever made it big, right? And people are, like, I'm sure they had a ton of people that supported them when they were shitty garage bands. Yeah. And then as soon as they got famous, everybody's yeah. like, fuck these guys. They're shitty. Like, <laughs> How they're funny shitty. is that? Everyone it's, hates Nickelback. Everybody hates them. And, I mean, it is what it is, but they're, like, they sold out. They're commercial artists. There's no soul. There's no heart. There's none of that. The same thing can happen in any type of art. Like, you can have a person who makes art that sells, and then you can... There's going to be a group of people looking at you saying, you sold out. You're not making important work. If it's that... If you're selling it commercially, I'm a commercial artist, so I do come up with that, that criticism sometimes. Is that people are like, "Well, how like how much of your work do you make for yourself, and how much of it do you make for clients?" And it's mm. like, "Well, how do you even ask that question?" Like, it's both. The answer is both. Like, I I don't know. I never wanted to be an artist who made work in my basement that nobody was ever going to see. Yeah, but there's a, as as an artist, there's probably a level of art that you just like. Okay, this is experimental. I want to test it out and see how it holds up. Definitely. Right, and that shit people might not like, but then the stuff that you know is like works yeah. and is simple and it's good you just duplicate it and then commercialize it. Yeah but people it. don't well, no, people don't like that sometimes. That's also like a real wrong take on it like you don't simplify and duplicate it because then that is an art like I don't simplify or duplicate anything like it is everything is still its own thing it's just 
that that exploration you're talking about, which you should never lose as an artist. Yeah. I mean, I went to art school. You do that in art school. Like, you go to art school to explore. And I've also been doing this my whole life. So Yeah, but, but I think you misunderstand what I'm saying. But what I mean by, by duplicating stuff, there's certain ways to mix paints. There's certain ways to do shadowing. Definitely. There's certain ways Definitely. to do things. There's, like, techniques. So there's and, techniques yeah. and styles and, yeah. and, and templates in terms of how you organize. Like, sure. I make videos all the time. Not every video is the same. Right. But there's a template on how I actually process it. So that way it's very, very simple. Like for me personally. Yeah. Like that I can actually go through and I can I can literally sit down, talk with someone and be like, okay, I know how to, I know how to put the story together. Right. No problem. Yeah. I think similar, I guess, would be like because I do so much landscape work that yeah. I, I'm doing landscapes. It's all like different and different landscapes or? Uh, they're all they're they're all autobiographical for the most part. Like they're all from here. Like they're all from Alberta. Yeah, like, yeah. Unless Someone, I travel someone's... or live somewhere else. Like I was living in Cape Town and I had a studio in Cape Town. And so I did a show. It was actually called Neither Here Nor There that I, I brought the work back to Saskatchewan. And I kind of specifically wanted it to feel borderless. Like I wanted it to feel like, I, I mean... I travel a lot. I'm always struck when I travel that you can look at a sky and it's going to feel the same. Like I, you can be in somewhere like Dar es Salaam and look at a sunset and it'll take you right back home to Southern Alberta, Elkwater. It's it's a sky. It's a sunset. It's a it's a patch of land. Like I, I paint kind of nondescript landscapes. So for everybody feels what's cool about what I do and I do this intentionally is that everybody who looks at it feels like they've been there. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, because you're right. When you see a sunset on the other side of the planet, it'll take you back to a spot yeah. at home and you'll be like... On your back porch yeah, in this Saskatchewan is, or yeah. Winnipeg or Toronto or wherever Alabama, hell. wherever the hell you are. It could be there. It could be Dar es Salaam, Africa. It, I mean, it's, it's, there's something very universal about our pull to environmental phenomenon, for sure. And like, I like to paint specifically storms, so I paint a lot of drama. I paint a lot of high contrast drama. But I don't like it to be, I, I very, very rarely, I think once in my entire career have I put an actual figure in my paintings. It's mostly just skies and grounds. And I actually do fire, burning structures. High, of people. High, high content. High contrast. High contrast drama? Yeah, they're dramatic. They're chaos, right? Like it's like I paint, I, I love painting things that look. I'm not generally going, I, I, every once in a while I will. Like it depends on my headspace, but generally I'm not doing like a serene, picturesque landscape. I'm doing something a bit different. Why, why do you do storms? Is that like something in your mind that you want to put out like high contrast? Like, they're cooler to look at. Yeah? Is that why? Well, that and like, I mean, I, I think they're way more interesting. It's way more dynamic. They're way more fun to paint. Like, what, what, type of, what type of storms? You're just talking like... There's lightning and this and that. I don't generally like... put like a lightning bolt into them, but like I've painted like <laughs> tornadoes and I paint like I paint like angry skies or like right before a storm or right after or like kind of like whatever would make you stop in real life and be like, holy fuck, that's a really rad sky. I love looking at the, when the sky's like all fucked up and you're like, yo, those clouds are yeah. insane. I like looking like at that so before it pops red. off. Yeah, that's and it's what like, I do. Yeah, all sorts so of crazy colors. So right before colors. it pops off or right after it pops off or like you can see that it's already it's, it's either coming towards you or it's retreating like those moments i love that feeling yeah, that's what i do when a yeah. storm's coming or when it's going you're like yo this is so cool that storm's going this that's why way i paint it i mean i i live in edmonton i was born and raised here my parents have a family ranch in southern alberta elkwater um cypress hills county it's about a six hour drive south yeah 45 minutes up from like sweetgrass montana so it's a very specific landscape um 
And I drove it a lot. I'm on that highway a lot. And we live in a weird part of the world. There's a ton of space here, a ton of uninterrupted space. So if you drive from here to Southern Alberta, there's nothing there. Nothing. It's, it's just flat. fields and nothing. So you will see if you look at my work, there's always generally, sometimes I deviate. In like, Southern Alberta? I don't have like like you're talking about like after, after Calgary kind of thing? I'm talking about, I mean, most of Alberta. I'm talking drive half an hour that way and you're in a bunch of yeah, nothing pretty like quick. Like just a field. Like actually though, there's and cliffs and creeks and everything. And like it's weird. Yeah, there, there's like, there's coolies and stuff. It'll be like, it'll be interrupted a little bit. But for the most part, you can drive for hours without seeing anything. Nothing. You'll just see like a stretch. It's just, it's sky and it's a, it's a linear line across that sky. Well, yeah, what, what's here from, what's, what's literally, like name me 10 things that are here from where we are to Alaska. Name me 10, like 10 things you're like, oh yeah, we'll see that, we'll see this, we'll see this, we'll see this. You'll be hard pressed to find, I don't know, two. What do you got? Great, Great Lake, or Slave Lake, Lesser Slave Lake. Yeah, we live in a place where things are very spread out, especially if you do any traveling or have lived anywhere else, especially places that have like crazy population density. Yeah. Where we live is incredibly unique. So that's why I said the work is autobiographical. I'm from here. Uh, I drive those highways and I've been looking at this landscape since I was a teenager, like, and it's, it's compelling and it's weird. And it's, um, I mean, I have talked a lot about the, the term I used to describe my work as dark pastoral, which is a Cormac McCarthy term. He's an author. It's more of a literary term. It's less of a visual term because it's not that linear, but like, I don't think it needs to be like, it, it, it doesn't need to be linear. Like it is what it is. But Cormac McCarthy is an author who does a fantastic job of creating a sense of dis-ease and in, I, in his pain in his in his uh in his, his books in his books how, yeah. does, how do you create disease in books disease yeah disease, disease. yeah yeah disease yeah. Not, not disease well i just said it really fast well in the same yeah. way like it's well disease and dis- disease can sometimes be they're the same thing. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. can be but like you create it with tension you create it with not t- not telling anybody over information you don't over you don't become overly didactic you don't overly explain something you don't have like an agenda per se like, where it's almost wanna, like creating confusion where you just like or why you allow people. Feel, why is this making me feel kind of you weird? You allow the consumer, whatever it is, if you're the reader, if you're the viewer of a piece, you allow them to come up with their own conclusions. I like so that. You, yeah, like it's not, you don't want to be. I remember in school, the, the way it was described to me in school was I had this drawing teacher who was like, I mean, it's boring to be pornographic with your work. And I didn't know what he meant by that. Too explicit. Not just explicit, but when you produce something like pornography, you're producing it with one intentional take on it like you're not making porn to do anything but turn people on so you're doing it with a very clear directive and a very clear motive and a very clear expected outcome from you know exactly what's happening exactly what you want you want to turn them on and that's it so to do that with art it's it's like a to make a thing with an expectation that your audience is all going to feel the same way about it that'd be like political art it's just kind of like and even then like it's just it's sort of it's kind of nice to take a step off and say like i'm not going to tell you how to feel about this I'm not going to expect a specific reaction. Does that feel good when you when you get a painting out to someone and you show it to them and people have all different reactions, but they're good, they're 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 good reactions? Someone sees a painting and they're like, "Holy shit, this like." Oh yeah. Whoa. And That's then the someone else gets of my mad. Job. It's I mean the work like the landscape work I do doesn't make anybody mad. I'll say that, but I've done work that has. Like I used to do a lot of work with with I do a little bit of this still, but with taxidermied animals, with dead animals. Um, you you paint. Dead animals? Yep, lots. So that's I started that in university. So uh, and I, I continue to do that a little bit. I'm very interested in anatomy. Like when they're dead? 
when they are dead, yes. And I've actually done a performed taxidermy on animals. I've gone through the process of learning how to taxidermy animals. Like take their skin and stuff them and yeah. give them a, some sort of a... Yeah. And you would paint taxidermy animals and some people would be like, oh yeah, this is really cool. And other people just live it. Yeah. But again, I mean, all that works part of the same thing. It's autobiographical. Like we live in Alberta and most people eat meat. I eat meat. So like, if you don't know where that came from, I'm sorry that made you upset, but like, I don't, I don't think it's, it, and it's never, none of that was even meant to be, to incite anything from anybody. I just think it's beautiful. It's a circle of life. It's just as beautiful as that sky. Like it is like, I, I don't know. Like I've seen a lot of, I have a, a a farm for Christ's sakes. Like I've seen a lot of stuff on that farm. So, and it yeah, is, yeah. and I'm not interested in, in violence or gore that has nothing to do with it. It's, it's no, there's something, there's something peaceful, beautiful. something peaceful about, about it. It's just like, you kind of look at it. Cause I've seen that sometimes you look at it, you get that sense of sadness, but it, there's a sense of peace where you're just like, it's fight is over kind of thing. It's no, it's no longer suffering. It's well, or it's done. Yeah. That, or like, I mean, for, for instance, in university, I did a lot of birds, small birds. And like, we're not supposed to be able to touch birds. You're not supposed to be able to hold a bird in the palm of your hand and be able to look at it and analyze it and, and spend any time creating a relationship with it to a degree where I could draw it with my eyes closed, but it's I would like do fleeting. that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you'd hold these beautiful oh, little crazy. birds and you'd be like, there was like, something like super dead. No, dead dark, birds. taxidermied ones. Yeah, and, and there'd be something very vulnerable about it and very... Um, taxidermied birds, like not the, like once they're stuffed in their own... Some of them were taxidermied, some of them were not. Like the yeah. guy who ran the bioset apartment at the University of Alberta used to call me when he'd see anything that was an interesting like roadkill or anything, if he'd be like, do you want me to collect it for you? And that's how everybody learned how to draw. If you want to go back to the Renaissance period, like how do you think people learn how to draw bodies? It, I drew, like I drew university yeah. cadavers. That was part of my drawing degree. I did a drawing degree, a painting degree, and a printmaking degree. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah if, if taking it back, how the hell are you supposed to draw a bird with such great detail if you can't even see you the thing? You draw dead birds. Yeah, you'd have to draw a you dead bird. You collect dead birds and, and you, draw you them. draw it that's, in all stages. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's where medical books and everything exactly. came from. His, artists, exactly. artists were, were uh, commissioned, commissioned to draw cadavers. Steve, I drew cadavers. Oh, jeez, man. Like, it all goes back. It you're all piecing goes it together. You're I didn't know any of this. Piecing it together, yeah. and it's like, that was the job. I'm like, you're an artist, and you come in, and you're like, okay. Okay, I got this. Dude, I had to, the first time I saw... I really need to pay my rent. Well, the first time I saw... And then that's when you cut your nuts off and be like, fuck this. Well, that's part of it, yeah. The first time I saw a dead body, I went into, I drew one. I went to the BioSci cadaver lab and I looked at a body that had been partially, variant stages of, of... dissection and and yeah but those medical books is what i'm saying is those medical books would not even exist do you want to know something crazy that's what i was going to do that was your job that was the job that's what i was interested in i thought i was i was very good at it i had like i said before i couldn't draw like you can take a photograph why don't you why don't you do the same like as a side gig the same thing for veterinarians it doesn't interest me anymore and they don't do that they do they do digital mapping like none of it's done like that anymore it's a it's a dead thing as we move forward with technology that stuff becomes less important that was a good pun yeah. It's a dead thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's dead. But I mean, so that stuff, if you're making work, if you want to make work that pisses people off, then you know what to do. Like, I mean, but generally the landscape work with storms, that's not pissing anybody off. My firework can piss people off sometimes. The dead animal work certainly pissed people off because some of it was more violent than other work. Do you, do, you like, do you like seeing people have a reaction though? Like what happens if someone, like for myself, I make music, right? Yeah. I would rather have someone have, having a reaction that makes them a little bit upset rather than none at all. None at all is like... Oh, well, that's, that's a conversation about apathy. Like, apathy is disgusting to me. And I mean that authentically. Like, if you're you... apathetic, like, if you just don't give a shit, if you're just like a baseline neutral, meh, if you don't go anything beyond this in your life, 
that makes me fucking so sad for you. So not having any reaction at all is an apathetic reaction. It means you, you don't care about anything. So, like, that's the most gross thing anybody can do is to be like, I don't give a fuck either way. Like, I'd be like, holy shit. Like, that would be the most insulting thing that could ever happen That's what I'm saying, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, generally, I I know the work I'm making now is it's a crowd pleaser. I know that. Like, it's it's generally really well received. Mm -hmm. And does it make it any less valid? I don't think so. Um, If people don't like it, I'm okay with it. But... What I don't like is people giving it a lazy misunderstanding, like people being like it's not content driven because it's very content. I think you guys can pick up that I'm just you're, you're passionate about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not just I'm not just a person who picked up a brush one day and was like I'm gonna paint pretty skies. Like that's definitely not the type of artist I am. So uh, <laughs> if you meet another artist like that, do you not do it? Does that piss you off? Yeah, absolutely. You're just like, it does. Fuck you and your yeah, like, fuck you. You're an ass, you asshole. asshole and, fucking. Ass. I can see. I see. I can see this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When you guys ask me if, if it was important to do an art history degree, fuck yes, it was important to do an art history degree because what I do, I need to know what came before me, just like you should in music, just like you should in film. We should know. If you're a photographer, you should know where photography started and how to use a film camera and how to develop those film cameras. Like. There is something to be said for a constant like, like search of education and, and information and to be always curious and asking questions. And again, this is going to loop back to apathy. Like if you're a person who's like, I don't need to learn that because cameras are all digital now. It's like, well, shame on you, man. Like all these people before you, these pioneers, Da Vinci, Michelangelo, they busted their backs figuring this shit out for you. And you're just going to do them a disservice by pretending that you don't even understand or you don't have any interest in learning how this all started. They're doing that in music right now. Especially, specifically hip-hop. Yeah. These, these newer guys are coming out and saying, uh, they're, just, they're just they talking about, yeah. They don't I'm, understand these, modern stuff. These guys suck and I don't, like. You get yourself in trouble then because then the thing, the other thing that we all need to embrace is that everything's been done by now. It has. So if you think that you're some kind of a creative, like. And you're special? No, no you're not. not. So, been done. And it's embarrassing when somebody says, well, this looks like this or sounds like that or do you know about this? And you just have to sit there and say, no, I don't know what you're talking about. That's embarrassing. And that's yeah. going to happen sometimes, but you should have a base understanding of the thing you're getting interested in, especially if it's a passion project. Well, yeah. this is what I this is what I this is what I've I learned like about that. too as artists as well, like in any type of artist is that they say uh, a good artist will will create a great artist steals. copy. Yeah. He steals. Basically yeah. what ends up happening is that uh, like either great writers, great artists, great thing what they do is they study they study the greatest ones that did it and then they they change it and tweak it and add something to That's it. That's called appropriation, which and has so become they, a dirty word, but it's not. So, but but it's it's evolution. So you evolve on something that yeah. someone else had done. Yeah. Instead of trying to like reinvent the wheel, and I'm just like, it's been done, bro. Like, yeah. You now need to like enhance the wheel or make the wheel better. You don't have to recreate it. I literally have an art book. I've got a massive collection <laughs> of art books that's called just straight appropriation. And this is probably it's probably 18 years old now. Like it's an older book, but it's literally all about that. It's all about I mean, it does, appropriation, like I said, has become a dirty word because it's been sort of like adopted by cultural groups that are like, you're appropriating my cultural... You know, it's like racist now. It's but like... it's not. Like, if you look at creative appropriation, it's literally saying it's, it's rappers sampling hooks from Sam Cooke. It's like, it's, it's artists looking at work that was done before them and being like, I like that, but I want to make it better. And the, it never works unless you reference that artist, unless you say as an artist, this is Sam Cooke, and he's fucking sick. Yeah. And I love this hook, but I'm going to do this to it to make it different. But you always... You don't do it by accident. You're not like, I don't know, I just found this cool old song and I just like looped it and now it's mine. Like, no, 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 no. Like, you should know who that is. Just as artists, if you're going to take something from somebody else, know your source material. 
Because, like, what an embarrassing thing to have somebody be like, this looks a lot like this artist, and have you be like... No, yeah. no. Oh, oh that's mean? awkward as all, hell. All of a sudden, I start I start shooting in parallels and stuff like that and be like, yo, man, your stuff looks a lot like Stanley Kubrick. Who? Yeah. Who's Stanley it's Kubrick? It's exactly the same kind of thing. And I don't want to say... <laughs> be like, what? I don't want to sound like I'm... such an asshole thing to do. You'd be like, dude, you're shooting exactly like that guy. But you have a responsibility if you're going to take a thing and put it into a public realm. And, like, I'm not talking about hobby artists. If you're a hobby artist, honest to God, if you just make art because it makes you happy and you're stoked to, like, sit at home and just try to draw stuff like this, there's people that do that online. Instagram, we all know them. Like, people who do, like, badass, like, really realistic-looking drawings of celebrities. I did that with my hand. That's did you do that this is no, no i'm joking, oh, I'm joking. Like, oh i don't like people do that though like it's it's a thing people yeah, do right he did that with his hand with his or, his order online <laughs> wow well, no, uh, order online i, use my I don't know you said you're into art so like you no, can no, you no. can learn how to do this this is yeah, not yeah. something that's hard to learn how to do that's the other thing remember we were talking about like how it was a trade you could learn how to do I this definitely see anybody that. in this room could learn how to do this yeah. you just have to know how how it's a, it's it's how all it's how shading works, it's, how light works. It's once all you start a grid. Learn, once you it's start, all dimensions. You can figure once it out. Once you start learning the, the, put, the, the, yeah, the little stuff. grids. Yeah. I have friends who do art stuff, and it's like yeah, but that's that's they're teaching themselves how to draw. So it. if you want to do all that stuff, when you want to rip off, like you don't need to know where any of this comes from because no. you're making it for your own personal thing, and it's like a. But as soon as you take it out of your basement and put it into a public realm, and try and sell it. And try to sell it, which is like, so I'm speaking from my personal experience. Like I, and again, like I know people don't necessarily always agree with what I have to say, but this is what I feel about the work I make. It is important to me that I come at the work I make now from a place of understanding with an education and and a background in art history, with an awareness of what's happening right now in contemporary art culture, with a respect and appreciation for everybody that did this before me and everybody that's doing it now. And I'm necessarily have to like I don't have to like all their work on an equitable plane. I'll like some of it more than I'll like other stuff. Respect, but it's important to know what's going on, right? Like I think so. I think it's 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 weird to not want to know. Like it's it's pretty frowned upon. Like if you're a commissioned artist who's making like a living out of it, yeah, and you and you bite someone else's material. Like their art it's super and, and use it for upon. long. That's like, yo, you're a biter. Like it's not good. Well, for a lot of reasons, because also, it, and when you're talking about that biting <clears throat> stuff, it's like it's generally when people take without crediting from artists who put stuff or out in the public domain. Or just straight copy. Like or straight copy. Straight but like, copy, like it's a, it's a carbon copy. If you take something without crediting though and monetize on it, like if you take somebody's drawing who puts a thing on Instagram because they're using it as a tool to sell themselves, and you're some company out of like somewhere else who just like clips it off their Dude, Instagram and then makes like a bunch of pillowcases and prints it on the there, there's a, that happens all the time someone right? did that someone did that in New York they basically happens what they the did time. is they took all these people's Instagram posts and they made an exhibit based on people's Instagram posts and blew their and people were like yo that's my fucking photo and my post and I'm just yeah. like and you literally screenshot it and then put it on a canvas and made a fucking exhibit. Well, it's know. on the internet, though. <laughs> that's, that's, but that's If it's on the internet, that's they interesting. Said. But they if you take a thing like... God, that's they, crazy. But they were, they, were charging, they were charging people to, to buy money, other people's to work. Into yeah. the, come into the gallery <laughs> to watch, to see other people's Instagram that's, posts. That's borderline smart, though. I'm not even... Uh, like, you know? Well, there's a lot of... Again, this is such a broad <laughs> conversation. Like, <laughs> just like what? Well, I mean, you're stealing, right? That's, I guess, what we're talking about. But, like, it's important to keep in mind, like... Artists, the other thing, the other big part of the art conversation, and this is an important thing when you're looking at art like here, like art in Edmonton, art in Alberta, art in Canada, even like taking, making it, bringing it back and making it, you know, more small. We all need to like support each other. And the way we do that is we start valuing artists' contributions. Like the the thing with artists that's really hard is that 
we don't get paid a lot. Is this artists in Edmonton or artists in general? Artists in general all over the place. But and artists like, isn't with a brush or artists is All in... across the board. Like okay. if you look at what the average income of a, of a full-time artist is in Canada, I think it was like $22,000 in like 2017 yeah. annually. Is there, is, there, is there crazy outliers on that? Like someone makes zero, another one makes... Absolutely, but it, it's an average like all of these things. But for the most part, like this is, this is a real issue and it's been an issue since... The, since the beginning of my venture into the art world is just what we place as a value on people's creativity. So like what someone's willing to pay an artist to do a thing for them. It's always kind of a point of contention. Like there's a weird thing where you're like, I'll without question have no problem paying some guy who's a tiler, who's not even a good tiler to come in and like retile my bathrooms in my new renovation. I'll pay that guy $8,000. But an artist to put the same amount of work into a painting, a canvas, I'm not going to pay them $8,000. I'll pay them $400 and I'll negotiate it down because I don't see the value in their work. Mm. And, and then it creates a self-fulfilling prophecy where new artists don't see the value in their work. And it starts in university where you're sort of told to just take whatever you get because God forbid there's so many of you trying to do this thing. That, that any success is success. Like any, any buyers are good that's, buyers. That's what it's, they teach in university. It's hey? so that's, funny. They don't though, teach much in university. Yeah, yeah. that's a bad thing. It's funny too because they like, uh, these, I've seen those painters like where someone's like, why, why do I have to pay you that much money? It took you 10 minutes to do it. And I'm just like, it took me 10 years to learn that's how to exactly do that in right. 10 minutes. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> you know, like, so there's this weird disconnect too where like artists get like people – they don't we don't invest in arts really here we invest in sports and we that's, invest in that's other not things. true that's not true and this is the thing that upsets me because it's like it's true and it's not true there did you know that there's one percent of all structures that are built in edmonton have yeah to you're base- talking to somebody who sits on those boards so i do know that but, but why do they send that money out there's of edmonton? a jury and if edmonton artists aren't submitting and they're not the ones getting those projects the money has to go somewhere and it's not it's not a bad thing to give those public art projects to artists outside of Edmonton. It's not. If we don't have the capacity to support those projects, we're not going to get them. And also, we're building a city that people want to come to and look at our art. We have one of the most impressive public art collections in North America. If you look at the roster of people on that, on that list. And I'm fucking very proud to be on that list. I'm part of yeah. the public art collection, and that's a very proud thing for me. But we, we have a fantastic collection of public art. They'll put calls out locally, and if they don't get filled, you've got to expand it out. Like you've got to spend that money on art, and and, and we're not going to find exactly what we want. Chicago doesn't have all art from Chicago and artists, so it's like it's a different. That's it. But sitting on an arts board, which I did for three years, I sat on the board of of directors for Latitude Fifty Three, which is the leading run artist center in Canada, or was for years, and I was a chair of their fundraising committee, and I was a co-chair of Artsy Edmonton. Like I know what's up. I've sat on juries for lots of different things, including public art panels. And we had we saw our federal, provincial, municipal funding get cut again and again and again and again as an arts institution. So then you're reliant. You have to diversify your funding. And how? You fundraise for arts institutions? How? Tell me how we're going to take money off of plates. I, I'm also the vice president of a charitable organization called the Good Neighbor Fund. That fundraising for that board, easy as pie. It makes sense. but Because like, people have no problem doing that. But this, when you say, no. you know what? We need to create a city where we embrace our creatives. The last thing we want, I talk about this a lot. We t- the term, the like, catchphrase, creative brain drain, where we have cities like Edmonton that don't focus on arts. Yeah. We lose all of our artists. And then what happens? Our kids and their kids, they don't want to live here. And they become they, famous they somewhere else. And they say, fuck this, I'm out. I'm going to go to Montreal. This sucks. I don't Montreal is so here. sick with art. Yo, that's my favorite. I love that. This shit. is the thing, and so if we're not gonna, if we're not gonna Montreal's look at sick. what we're doing as a yeah. city and actually fully embrace, like we were talking about the Oilers before we started filming. Yeah. Uh, but 
This is a city that would way rather spend $600 on a ticket to a fucking hockey game than invest it back into art. Go watch a, the ballet, the opera, the buy, buy an actual piece of original art from an original artist. Like, you you got to think of the demographic of people that live here. But that's yeah. what we're talking about. That's so, just, like, I the mean, reality of the, the situation. People, the people that are even going to those hockey games don't even remember those games because they got so plastered at the game. And I'm not saying hockey is not important. It's, it is important. It's huge. Yeah. People love it here. I get that. But there's also more of the pie that could be redistributed to arts organizations. And, and there is... There People could don't be, value it. That's so how, exactly so right. How do you, so there, there needs to be a value shift. So how do you if increase we don't the value? Have it, the city sucks. That's, so that's what we need to like. My elevator pitch, and this is going to be a, a more brash version of it. When I was fundraising for Latitude Fifty Three, was you never have to step foot in that gallery. You don't like art. You don't get art. Don't step foot in it. But the 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 mere fact that it exists make this a better city for you, your kids, your kids' kids, and everybody you care about. The mere fact that that institution exists in this city is important because without it, we have no cultural relevancy or creative relevancy we will lose all of our creatives if we don't foster bright young creative minds and make them want to stay here as opposed to find success elsewhere it's a fundamental it makes total sense for the city it, it, yeah but it makes sense but it's hard like it's hard. try convincing someone who basically just works with their hands and basically just like you know more it's all about money and all about having the big truck and all having about the big house and be like great and then you're you know, gonna like, die and what about your kids yeah, who don't care about that stuff yeah like i mean we're not that's but that's forward thinking right like that's yeah. not like we're not thinking about right now for you and i we're thinking about yeah 10, i know but 15, I mean, i'm just saying these now. these people's mentalities aren't even in, even there like which I, is a challenge I, it's like like as a creative like we don't think the same as people who just work for for money and livings and all that, they have a completely different mental. A, I a hear mental you, capacity. but I mean, we also we all appreciate things that are beautiful. Whether beautiful, we know how beautiful to is subjective, it absolutely is. But whether we know how to articulate what we find beautiful or not, we all look for beautiful spaces, and we all there's there's study after study after study. Done. We're drawn to we it. We have naturally. a sense, a better sense of self, a better sense of purpose, a better sense of safety. All these things go up when we're in the presence of things like public art and art mm. institutions, whether we know it's happening or not. Yeah. It makes it a more desirable city to live in, whether you're the guy who seems like you don't care about you that know, stuff, you it's do. Kinda, don't it's kind of it's it. cool going into like to see those big heads in the, the back of the Rogers Center. Or even at the university where I still don't even know what that big box is. What are those balls, though? Can you explain the white mud the, balls? The, the, the talus What What is... I don't even know what they are. They're they're famous. Some guy just bought a bunch of steel balls. <laughs> well, no, he's an artist, and he makes art that looks like that. And it was supposed to be, it was a site-specific work that actually It was a million dollars. Uh, it was less than a million. I know how much it was. But, yeah. uh, yeah. And... I, wouldn't, I just, I don't was know. How much was it? Like $100,000? Like, no, um... I think it was like six seventy-five. Like, it might have been something like that. But again, I mean, the the there's a... We're not, we're not going to get into a conversation about the value of art because there's, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff we do. Like, what did our... I, I, I agree. I value art. I almost think that that project, though, was a cash grab. That's why I kind of look at that. I'm just like, it was Why like a, was it a cash grab? I think it just needs to be put in a different it area. It was supposed to be it's a different a weird, area. And then the, the, art, the engineers, the guys who don't care about beautiful things in the city, no, they didn't grade it... the side of the, the whatever that road is properly. Yeah. So they weren't going to fit. So then they had to take the sculptural intention of that work which is site specific 
Where was yeah, that's, that's a site suspended. Yeah, that maybe that's what move it to a non-site specific place, so it changed the entire feel of that. Work. It did, and that yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. the artist's fault, and it wasn't the Edmonton Arts Council's fault. It was a clusterfuck. Where of was stuff it supposed to go? I could see that. It was supposed to go on. You know where it is off the road. It was supposed to go on the road on the embankment in front of those like things for retention. The those those walls. like little things that yeah, are like yeah, It was supposed yeah, yeah. to go in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would make a lot more sense because those balls there just like you just, it just see, looks like, like they just that's yeah, that's what it is. They looks, did put it there that project looks like to put it. it's like yeah. we have we building this bridge. We have to spend this money. This artist came in. Uh, fuck it, just put it there. Who cares? Like that's what it looks like. But that's not what happened. So that's the thing is like, and, and if people were but that's curious, what, that's what people are thinking. I, I know, but happening. ask the question. Yeah. Engage. Call the EAC and say what the fuck. Like I mean, there's people whose jobs it is to explain that to you. Yeah, you're yeah. Confused by it. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm asking you right now because I literally don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm being honest. I'm like, no, what it wasn't to meant to project? go there, and that's why it feels like that. It feels clunky because it's in the wrong place. That's like, it. Yeah, that could be. But even, that has nothing to do with the artist. It has to do with the fucking city planning. Like it has to do with the engineering firm. That the same. I don't know. Like it's the same. Yeah. Stuff, shit happens. See, there's, shit, there's a story. But there's stories behind stuff, right? Those yeah. balls are famous, man. At least they're the important. memes are on the internet. They're badass. People literally fly to Chicago to look at <laughs> to the, the bean. bean. They fly there People just fly to, to Edmonton to look at the balls, though. Because they don't know about it. But that's what we're trying to do. Like, we're not Chicago. We're Edmonton. We're doing our own thing. But, like, that's what you do with public art. You build a city around shit people want to come see. Yeah, yeah like, I, I like was, the uh, sausages in... Uh, Mundare. In Mundare. <laughs> Melbourne, Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia has got this... This graffiti alleyway where it's yes. graffiti on the floor all the way. I was walking down it and I was like, yeah. But some people might not like graffiti. That's a weird little, like. That's that's changing very fast. People embrace it a lot. I mean, you saw the cover of Avenue Magazine this month. My friends Trevor and Annalisa. That's what. I love graph, like like yeah, legit yeah. shit. Even on trains, I like it. When I see it go by, it is legit good, shit. It just needed to I'm be. Like, this is sick. Yeah, it just needed to be legitimized, which it has been legitimized. So it yeah. needs to be. You need to work with cities and police officers, and you know. Montreal's like that too. Going back to that, like every building, if there's a blank wall, dopest big yeah. graph, like yo, this is sick. Like every block on these old ass buildings, it's yeah. uh, it's almost like I love graffiti and weird weird shit like that. Of Most people commission those. Here's they the like thing, though, building? everybody likes that stuff for the most part, and people that don't like it. Don't if it's well it. done, like yeah, people go whoa. Yeah, that's, but there's well, a not difference just a between a commissioned tag. mural like and a stupid tag. Yeah, like there's those guys are artists. Like the guys that are doing those murals are artists. They're like world class, yeah. world renowned artists. It's I insane. know people that do that job, and they're fucking unbelievably talented artists. Yeah, I have a massive amount of respect for those guys. It's completely different than what I do, but it's it is it is its own genre, and it is valuable. Like absolutely, it's a it's public art. Yeah, it's art made for anybody and everybody to come consume. Yeah, no, but the city, so they have to be paid for it. Yeah, the money has to come from somewhere, and it's valuable. Even Look like, at this, even the stuff that we've got here. Yeah, we got some good stuff. Even uh, is it uh, on Chez Pierre's? There's a yeah, some that's cool that's Russ Magic. There. That's Anna and Trevor organized all that shit. Mike Maxis has been a big supporter of public art in the city. There's a lot of people that get it. Yeah, they're coming up. A and there's little general bit. people who have lived elsewhere. Mike Mike lived in LA for ten years. Trevor lived in Taiwan for seven years. Like. It's people who've gone elsewhere and been like, shit, man. That's and then what it looks like here and come and back. And tried to make it better. Yeah, but the city doesn't, our city doesn't. I, I literally met a guy the other day. Well, this is one, once again up for debate, but he had an anti-graffiti. I come from like a hip-hop sort of background. Yeah. And like, there's like, like a guy who's like anti-graffiti. You phone the anti-graph guy and he'll come like 
whitewash shit with a thing. What's Snitch freaking calls this guy up to come put a piece down? Like, fuck that guy. Like, I, I met him and I was like, fuck you, man. Like, yeah, like there's him. some tricky things around, like, property ownership and respect of space and all those things. And, like, there's those are bigger, broader conversations. This is but true, yeah. bringing it back to just, like, the value of those, that graffiti alley or, or the bean or our towels drum, like, whatever. Like, it's important. Art is important. Whether we know it or not, whether we personally feel like we engage with it or we don't, it's still important and it still touches our lives. And that's the most important thing to remember. Like, mm. it, you might not even know what's happening consciously, but you give a shit that it's there. Because without it, it's a pretty fucking boring city. Yeah, you're uh, definitely not wrong. Even the architecture in the city um, is changing. No, like, no, no. It's looking, it was, it's looking it was, nicer. Like, it was bad, but... Like, but it was... There were just boxes before. <laughs> like, yeah. It was it's all the city, structural. It's the city that does that. They, they, they put architectural controls in these su- suburban areas where... Like I said, my dad was architect, so I grew up around that a lot. Yeah. He hated doing that. Once again, like a job, you end up doing house A, house B, house C, house D, house A, house B, house C, house D, house D, house B, house You have to B. do it in a specific order. That's how, that's how those little neighborhoods work. And yeah. they, you only have a certain color palette to work from, and you only have a certain this to... Well, that has, that has a lot to do with the developers as well. The developers buy the big piece of land, and then they say, okay, well, we have these four different styles of houses that we're selling, and that's all we're going to build, yeah. because we can build these cooker-cutter houses. And, well, and no, they got their own in-house architects houses. and stuff. They design and build They do. They shit. design it, but they don't deviate too far off of their, their pallets, because it's easier to buy shit in bulk, right? My um, my great grandmother was the first female architect in North America. She went to the Rhodes School of Design. That's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. cool. So there's yeah. a lot of arts. Like, are you familiar with Frank Lloyd Wright? Of course. Like yeah. His, his, yeah. Yeah. And he he uh, he would design the forks. Like he would design like the chairs, yeah. and he designed everything. And I uh, even a little while ago, I read his uh, his story on like how Falling Waters was created. Yeah. It's like he did this shit by hand, Stevie. I don't For know sure. if you know what Falling Waters is. It's a it's a very famous Frank Lloyd Wright house that's like, that guy was so far ahead of his time. He was unbelievable. Yeah. I have he like really all these calendars the of his. Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd, Lloyd Wright. Wright. I mean, if you go to, speaking of Chicago, that's his city. Yeah, that's like, all that's where you go yeah, to that's the architecture. So sick, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's is that a, Chicago the one too that has that weird staircase that kind of goes in circles? I don't remember. Maybe. But like, I know for sure you can do like a river tour of, of Chicago for the Frank Lloyd Wright like architecture tour. Like he was, he is like a, he is is one of the most important names in the history. He'd be like a, if you're an architect and you did an art history degree, like you would know him. Like he's, he's the guy that did, I mean, he was unbelievable. He was a visionary. He truly was. And it was, I mean, talk about somebody who didn't embody apathy. That guy was, everything was. This guy, yeah, this guy, this guy built a house in like, well, he didn't, he didn't personally build it, but he, uh, he designed this house in like, I think it was an hour and a half, something like this. And he put this, because he, uh, I'm, I don't know the exact details of the story. It was a little while ago I read this. And like uh, in one of my, my Frank Lloyd Wright books that I have. But uh, I read it when I was really young. And then I kind of, I'm rehashing these books because I'm super interested in it. Right. And uh, some guy came up to him. He's like, hey, can you design me a house? And Frank Lloyd Wright's like, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. And then the guy's like, hey, how's it going? And Frank's like, yeah, it's going good. And the guy would check in on him again. Hey, how's the house design going? Yeah, it's going good. He, meanwhile, he had nothing. And the guy's like, uh, I'm going to show up tomorrow and uh, check out what you got for the drawings. And then Frank's like, okay, cool. And then just whip this whole bitch up in like, I don't know, it was a day and a half or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But it's like yeah. one of the, he built this house on top of a river, Stevie. So the house is on a river. And then when you walk into the basement, there's literally a river that flows through the house. That's what it's called, Falling Waters. 
It's really cool. It's amazing. Yeah. He was an amazing architect, and he did a lot of like. But a lot of times, so a lot of times, you could say that he wasn't doing anything. But like, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing as what you're just saying. He's you're just thinking. you're, you're yeah. thinking, he was probably just you're, thinking. You're prob- your brain is probably yeah. just going through and processing, processing. Same thing with me is like, how's the project coming? Ah, it's going. You know, I'm just. Yeah. I have no idea where it's going, but like you're just sitting we there trying to that. figure it out. Yeah. I do it too. I'm doing it right now, actually. Sorry, DJ Weasel, but it's getting, <laughs> it's getting done, man. That's literally. I know. I'm like, sorry, all of my clients that I should be working on your stuff right now. Yeah. It is getting done. It's getting yeah. done. We're processing. Yeah. You might you right might now. pull something from this that we yeah. talked about. Yeah, like, you're looking for inspiration. You'll put like a real straight. Where line. do you find inspiration? What's the like for people that are like looking for inspiration? Like, because sometimes you get dried up and you're like, I don't want to do anything. It Honestly, come from anything, yeah. I I find it everywhere. And like I, I know certain things that make me feel more inspired. Like I, I need to be in and around nature. Like I just need to. Like I need to feel the fresh air and like rain and snow and wind on my face and my skin. And like I need to like immerse myself in it. Like it's really important to me to feel connected to nature always. So I always feel more inspired when I've been connected to nature. Like I just came back from Vancouver. I have friends who live in Vancouver. Lots of friends. Vancouver. Vancouver. They are Wobbin Lake. In your sleeping I was bag. in Wobbin Lake last weekend, yeah. but I was in Vancouver two weeks ago. Okay. And we did a bunch of, like, I, I like hiking. I like a lot of, like, trekking and stuff like that. So we did a bunch of hikes and just got by the water and we were, I mean, it just felt, I felt entirely recharged. And I came back and I was like, got it, you know? And, and, and uh, music is huge for me. I'm very, very inspired by music. I have, you know, I, I listened, I'm alone all day, every day, basically. Yeah. I work alone. So... I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I also listen to a lot of music. Um, do you listen so. to some mysteries, some mystery <laughs> channels? Murder, murder podcasts? Yeah, I do. It's yeah. so wild. Sometimes I'll, sometimes I, so in the well, you walk over to so the sometimes office? It, well, it sounds like someone's on the phone. Like she sounds like she's on the speakerphone and talking to someone and the conversation is like talking about a murder and I'm just like, what is happening? Steve and I both work in this building in case anyone's wondering why Steve heard my murder podcast. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is, as I'm going upstairs and walking by the, by her, her, uh, her studio, I'm just like, what, what, what is, Oh yeah. And like, it's a, it's a weird, but I, I really, did you get a really angry, um, a real angry contrast off? What was the other word? It was, uh, way back. You were saying, we're talking about your, uh, your storms being uh, contrast and there's another word. Chaotic. Yeah. Yeah, It was was just really contrasting. I mean, I don't think it was was like a calm conversation too. It was was just like very graphic. It's like, it was, it was just like, yeah. So then this happened and then blah, blah, blah. It was like literally like someone telling a story, Yeah, but it sounded like it was on the phone, like a speaker call. And I was just like, I was like, is she talking to her girlfriend? Like, no, no, I was listening to murder podcast. Um, I listen to a lot of stuff. Uh, I, you know, I'm inspired by other artists. I'm inspired by God. I'm inspired by lots of stuff. Like you said, I'm inspired by a ton of stuff. I mean, there's lots of stuff I know that's not inspiring for me. Like if I'm in a windowless room in a in a gross part, of, like I that would kill me. Like I don't even know what I would do. Like I just getting stressed. I, like antsy. Yeah, I hate being around shitty music. Yeah, or like shitty people or just and I don't I like people a lot but like people who have like a bad attitude like people who are like well just nothing's ever gonna work for me and I just the world sucks and I'm just, just like sad all weird. the time and I'm well, just like just what's the matter with more you negative, like, really. like negative really like negative I like pissed off really is negative. Negative. yeah p- pissed off is, is its own thing like I, I can come off as pissed be, off sometimes and I'm not really that pissed off very often I just I'm very I'm very passionate you're about to get pissed at Steve at the beginning of this yeah you like to get pissed she gets pissed at me a lot though does she eh yeah I wasn't pissed but I I haven't had dinner yet you gotta poke the bear once in a while he poked her no no I mean you guys you'll know when I'm pissed 
face. Like that's for that's for fucking sure. I'm not very subtle when I'm yeah. pissed. He's but. the same way. He likes to poke the bear too. Like he just starts asking weird questions just to see what the answer would be. Oh I let, yeah. I let yeah. you poke the bear on her to see where it goes, and I did, I was eating Tic Tacs. <laughs> That's exactly what is going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys can. I mean, go for it. You can ask whatever you want, yeah. but I'm going to give you an honest answer. But um. But that's the thing. Like, that's, that's, yeah. I think that's that's the one cool thing that I like I like about these conversations and stuff is like you can be opinionated, right, and have an opinion, a strong opinion. Yeah. A lot of people think I'm like super strong opinion, but I'm very open minded. Yes, I am too. I'm just yeah. like I'm just like yes, I I want you to change my mind, and sometimes I'll ask questions. And play the opposite, not necessarily because that is my position, right? But because I want you to defend your position, right? And so, I, like, I might actually be on your side. Yeah, I call you out when you do that. Eh? <laughs> I might be actually on your side, right? And I might be agreeing with you, right? But there's certain things I want you to explain. Just say that then. Well, no, because yeah, you he does this weird little you dance don't get, around. You don't get the honest answer then. Off. Okay, well, A, for me, you certainly would, and I would prefer the direct route other than a fucking non-direct. Yeah, he does the like, beat around the bush shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you just got to call him out on it. Yeah, like, just come up, like, just ask. If you want to ask, like, I mean, I used to be in the, uh, my high school debate team, just yeah. as a heads up. That may, may or may not surprise you. But yeah. I... Uh, I can and, see it. Yeah, like, I, I have no problem defending two sides of a coin. Like, I can do that. But yeah. I just, I'm not going to do it to my friends. Like, if people are like... Just ask me how I feel about something, or and you can say I don't agree with you, but like I. Well, no, but I don't ask in like that sense. I ask like like I'll give the honest opposite opposite call and say, okay, well, most people would say this about that. Right. What would like? How do you don't say it like that? Get out of here. What are you talking? You don't say most people would say it like this. Just say that you beat around the bush and you fucking lose people. Okay. Like we're honest here, man. Yeah. We'll be honest with ourselves and with each other. Oh man, it's right. Yeah, I don't know what's the twelve steps and the first one's admitting it or something. Yeah, like like the sobriety, like the AA steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I know. I'm aware of it. I know that I like. Yeah. I'm. uh, I'm very. I'm very, very much aware of like that. uh, That I do it less now than I used to before, because like. Now I'm a little bit more self-aware, a little bit more understanding. Like, Aren't we all? Isn't that the goal? Yeah. I mean, which, I can be a bit like a dog with a bone. Like, I, when I have an opinion, I'm like, no. Like, I want to, I, I have the opinion because I believe passionately in my opinion. you got to have mean, that, though, yeah. because people are way too wishy-washy these days. Yeah. And even if it's an unpopular opinion, I'm the type of person that's like, um, uh, I don't have to agree with what you're saying, but I'll defend your right to say it or think it. 100%. I'm like one of those type of people. Unless they, it's like a super bigoted thing, then I am less okay with that. Like I am not. Well, that that, that it, it, it comes from hate, though. That's the problem. With That's that. a thing. Like when, when people like start talking, or, people talk. People yeah. people can say certain things that are true, like that are that are certain acts that people are doing or true or things like that. But not in the, if they if they use hate and put like this hatred towards something like that. Uh, yeah, that's skewed a little bit, bro. Well, like, and the thing is, like, even when you're your most, like, threatened self or you're your most, like, like, there's things that are happening right now that are very scary for a lot of people in the world. Like, there are incel groups of men that believe that women are useless pieces of shit that deserve to be sexually enslaved and that they have every right to violence towards those women because they're angry about their stuff. Yeah, but who, but who, who, who? No one takes that serious. Well, well you know what? They do take it seriously. But, 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 but the whole thing is, is that if you give that power, if you give that a platform and you talk about it, you're giving those people 
Like, no, they're no, no. not these, even these, around. These exist without my referencing them. They're yeah. going to exist regardless. They've existed forever, and they probably will exist forever. But yeah. what I'm saying is that you have two options when those people confront you. And option number one is what you want to do. Your knee-jerk reaction is to be like, what the fuck? Pardon me, you piece of sh- ignorant shit. Like, that's an insane yeah, thing but, you believe in. That does nothing. Yeah, what I'm saying is that's when you give them power. Right. So that's, that's what you you're have to giving just like, power to them. Everything you're, like, you're saying. Yeah, the only you thing have to, you'd you be like, keep yourself under. You'd just be like, oh, okay. Sure, and then walk away. Like literally, yeah. I know people are like, "Oh, it's like you, you, I want to punish that person." I'm just like, "Yeah, they're already punished. They already hate their lives." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> they do. Yeah. The oh, reason yeah. why they're yeah. like that is because they hate, they themselves. hate themselves. They hate yeah. their lives. They're yeah. all pissed off. Yeah, I'm just like you telling them and confirming that and getting into a fist no, fight. No, I totally agree. It's not going to change that no. fact. No, I'm just and like, that's what I. So like that's what I've softened into. Like as yeah. as I move forward in life, it's just like softening into your own like headspace and being like listen like i gotta protect my own headspace and my so i don't think but not only that but people like to conform the reason like if 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 i'm getting a reaction from you because i'm saying something i'm fueling my weirdness of whatever whatever i'm doing that's weird i'm just like i'm getting an i'm getting a, a a legit people are giving me attention for it people that do that on purpose so then they so then it, it fuels them but if the best way to to deal with that is to, to it sounds kind of sad, but is to ignore it. Because all yeah. of a sudden, when people go, ah, 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 and then they're being ignored everywhere they go, they start to conform what everyone else is doing because they want to. The people want to be accepted. They want to be. Involved. I don't know if they'll conform with everybody else, but they'll. Yeah, because the reason why they join those bit. groups is to conf- is to find acceptance, and 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 it's it's maladaptive like social behavior. You don't feel accepted by the larger norm, so you find weird little sub niches, small to groups fall of people into, yeah. who are doing odd stuff. Like yeah, because and those... you feel like you belong, and that's it's the same. It's like it's cult rhetoric and mentality. Like it's you you prey on vulnerable people without a very firm or solid sense of self and an ability to make self critical decisions or or look at the world through a curious critical lens bigger lens yeah yeah that's who gets caught up in that kind of stuff and those people are very scary because you can amass them you can get a whole bunch of them yeah okay and yeah you can confuse people looking for stuff you control them and move them into whatever direction you want like it's just Mm weak-minded because they're they're looking for something Mm -hmm. what was that your boy you you study him a lot what's his name which one your boy like you study his books uh you like meditate Osha, osha what's his name Osho? Yeah, what's it? You, you're Osho. into that? Are you doing no. that? Or? So I, I remember I was following Osho for a, for a bit, and I really followed him, and there was a point that I could I, I could tell he flipped, that, that he switched. And it was just like, I always had this ideology, though, like the closer to the light you go, the stronger the temptations become. That's like, it's just the way it is. The closer you climb through it, the, the, the devil just knows what, what you want. And you could just see it in him. I'm just like, there's something happened to him, and he switched. Like, you could see it in his eyes. That he was no longer the same holy man that everyone was following. Right. He became something different, and you can and, and and then a lot of that. And then as you follow through, he was into drugs. He like yeah, but you can use that exactly. I mean, I like what you that, said. He was like chasing Rolexes and, and well, Rolls yeah, Royces but it's it's, and, it's it's exact. It's with anything. It's yeah. with any success does that to you. Yeah, any celebrity, any access to to basically power and wealth, because then you have power over people. I don't know about any celebrity. Think, I'm sure a, a small, a small fall, minority. I'm not saying it happens to all of them. I think you, you, you can be. You're subjected to it. Oh, easily susceptible to it. Yeah, easily. It's way too easy because if you're not prepared for it and you're not, you don't have a strong moral 
compass or moral background, like I said, the closer you get to those temptations, yeah, oh yeah, it happens. It's like someone said to me one time: "Is the devil doesn't give you the keys to the kingdom if you settle for breadcrumbs." So people who basically, you know, uh, you know, do shit like really shitty stuff on the, the they don't need the devil doesn't need to worry about them. But as soon as you start climbing the ladder and you start getting a little higher and you're actually like really, really good then that's when fucking really bad shit happens to you. Like, look at Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber's climbing. All of a sudden, he's getting bombarded by all this weird fucking shit around him, and but he snaps. But you, you specifically believe that's spiritual? Like, you think that's a spiritual war? Or, like, because you keep yeah. using the word, like, devil and Oh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I pers- me personally, I believe it because I've seen it. Right. Me personally, I've seen it. Um, I've experienced it. Yeah. To a degree that it was just, like, no longer metaphysical it was more like very in my life so we believe a similar thing but with different frameworks because i don't believe that but i do believe that i mean there's temptation and the closer you get to you're saying like 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 throwing a limited amount of money a limited limited amount of money sorry at a guy like me like what am i doing with it is what you're saying well, what, it is, what does anybody do with it? Like, you think you can have a very strong moral compass until you're put in that position. That's what I'm saying, and there exactly. Is, I mean, and that you, can, you can say that it's in the guise of the devil if that's what you believe, or you can say it's just in the guise of other human beings and our own, devil, our own personal demons, whatever it may be. I mean, temptation, how we handle temptation across the board, mm. right? And well, like, yeah, that's how these celebrities end up. Like, exactly. Look at uh, Lindsay Lohan, for example. Yeah. I don't know her personally, but if she would never have been in film, would she have ended up going to ruin and... Probably not. I, probably I don't. Not. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Look though, at right? L.A. L.A. is fucking corrupting shitload of people. The amount of parties that everyone goes to, the amount of weird, uh, the weird. Yeah, you don't uh, get in those little sex, sex orgies sexual and... orgies that are going on in the back room, casting couches. You but know. that's not just L.A. That's anywhere. We have. We talked about the Oilers before. The Oilers are here. What, what do you think happens around those kids? Like those are our celebrity here. Yeah. So like the stuff that goes on around any form of celebrity. And you're young and you're impressionable and it's exciting and you make mistakes because you're, you're being, it'd be like, can you imagine when you're 18 years old walking into a mall, West Edmonton and everyone Mall just and, knows you? and everyone's saying, take whatever you want. It's yours to take. Yeah. Take whatever you want. You wouldn't know the difference. Those guys. You would have the hardest time saying no because you're 18. So your ability to self-regulate kind of sucks. And then throw, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And then give them, a, give them gasoline on top of it. Give them a whole bunch of money. Give yeah. them a whole bunch of, of, of people saying, like, oh, best, I don't care what. I want to sleep you're... with you only because I've seen you in a magazine. Yeah. And we don't have to necessarily make it gendered. It's across the board. No, it's yeah, just celebrity, that's... right? It's fame, but there's an there's something we're moths to a we love. And it. then and then that's where and have. that's and that's where that whole the dopamine level increase gets gets kicked. You in. get where, off on it. What happens is is no, but it, it, you're you're always looking for something a little bit more. A well, that's sensation seeking. A little bit more. Seeking, a little bit more. Everything feels like nothing. And like, then, yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, shit. Well, okay, I can sleep with any girl I want. Can I sleep yeah. with two at a time? Can I get three at a time? Totally. Well, let's see if I can get this whole group of girls to come home with me. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Well, fuck. I'm not even like. But it's not just about sex. Anymore. It's about a whole bunch of other. But stuff. other it's, stuff. It like is it, sensation it, it, seeking because things start to feel like they mean nothing when they come so easily. Yeah. And then you're like, and well, that's man, what... that's how. I mean. Well, Stevie, what's so wrong about having like the whole group of girls back at this place, though? Which one? You were just saying it's bad, like going with one person, one girl, like sweet too. You got two dope. Like... You're asking me, dude. I'm all against that. Stuff, <laughs> I'm so. joking, but that's just so like you're like you're like you're asking you're telling a guy who's celibate. But <laughs> if that doesn't, if people are doing that and and it's they're doing it with consent and they're doing it because everybody involved wants to be doing it, that's one thing. And there's no there's no shaming people who decide they want to do. See, that. but this is where this is where I could disagree because 
I think, and you, you, you might completely disagree. I think the whole thing with sexuality is that it's it's a transfer of energy between two parties, and mm -hmm. they transfer energy together. And the more you contact you have with more partners at a, multiple times, the more different energies you're pulling into your vessel, and you're and you're complete. So people who go around having multiple partners on. And then they wonder why the fuck their brain is all fucked up. Why they're thinking these weird thoughts and why is, I'm just like, you're picking up shit. You have no idea what you're picking up because like you've now just, you know, had like four or five different partners that also had four or five different partners that summer of the time. So you've got all this weird energy mm -hmm. inside of you mm -hmm. and you have no idea why your, your brain is all mushed up and thinking about weird things. And it happens on a regular basis and it's becoming... It's becoming a, a, an ongoing thing where people are now becoming pleasure seekers, and they're constantly seeking pleasure and pleasure and pleasure, and that's but all just, they want. But you're just you're talking specifically about a sexual framework. Do you just mean sexually when you're when you're qualifying people as pleasure seekers, or do you mean in other things like drugs, sex? Are you like qualifying like what do you mean? Well, they're all, they're all in the same category. I find them all in the same category. People who are chasing drugs down, it, it takes them down a, a, a weird road. People who are chasing sex down takes them down a weird road. Like people going to all these different places takes them into a weird place. I think we're naturally ple pleasure seekers. And then and then when you throw money and fame on a young impressionable kid, because yeah. let's face it, eighteen year old guy, girl, whatever the hell. Oh yeah, they don't know. That's like at eighteen year old, yeah. you're fucking yeah. and trying to find yourself. Yeah, totally. in between you don't the age, know what's that's it's unlimited pleasure at it's eighteen years old. You're just trying to get out of your house at eighteen and be like, I want fucking freedom. Get well, off my yeah. back. Get I off mean, my back. It's an interesting. Um, Sorry, I hear something vibrating. I don't know if that's somebody's oh, phone. Oh, we're good. Yeah, no, no, it's all good. Um, yeah, I think it's like a... Now I want one of these TikToks. Uh, I, I mean, that's a bigger... I don't. I, I try not to make moral judgments on people's decisions. No, no. That's the, this it's is a, a personal choice, though. You're reflecting thing, your it's, own personal It's a personal choice. choice, and that's the thing, too, is that what people need to also realize and understand is that, like, none of us are clear of sin. None of us are holy. None of us are... We're all in the same fucking boat. We're all trying to get through this shit, and we all need to get through this shit together. So you can't, you can't put judgment on anybody because you don't know what the fuck they're going yeah. through. You have no idea what they're going through. Definitely. The only thing we can do is help each other. That's all we can do is help each other. And, uh, and it's not our position to judge. We're not in a position to judge. We're mm -hmm. not supposed to judge anything. Because, mm -hmm. you know, who cast the first stone? Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't, you can't do it. It's not our no. position. All we're there to do is help people. Yeah. And and just love everyone. And and, but I also in the thing thing is when people are doing shit. I'm like, you're having problems with alcohol. Maybe you shouldn't drink so much. You know, like. <laughs> you're, That's you're hilarious. Just, you know, like you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like, like there's certain things that you like. You you want to also step up and just like say no. Yeah, it's okay. It's not okay. This is okay. It's no. Not I okay. hear you. And like again, we don't have enough time to even delve properly into any of these topics no, no, no. because that's like a massive oversimplification of a thing. Like you'd yeah. be like, well, you don't like drinking, just stop drinking. Well, if you're a fucking dependent alcoholic, it gets to a point. You, get, a, you, get, you go to a point where it's like it, it gets a grasp on you. Oh, it, not right? just a grasp. Like, like coming off a, an alcohol addiction is one of the hardest things you can do physically and mentally to your body. Yeah. It's harder than anything else to kick. Yeah. So, like, it's it's a little more complicated than just, like, if you don't, just stop drinking. But, I mean, if you're... It, gets, all, to a, it gets to a point, though. It, start, it starts with one, two, three. Unless, exactly. Unless it's like a, but it all happens with the... It and you're stuck with it. It all right? happens with the choices that you make. That's the thing. Everything happens with the choices and the decisions yeah. you make push you into... A, 
push you into a realm and if you are not self-aware and understanding what's going on, yeah. you're going to end up going, where the fuck am I? And now you're just in this weird spot and weird dark area and right. you don't even know how you got there because you weren't paying attention to any of the decisions you were making to put you in that position. No, I hear what you're saying. You know? Yeah. So, and I just, I don't know, I just find that it's, I find it's happening a lot now. Like a lot of people are like just... Because we've never been more distracted than we are right now. We've never had more access to exposure to other people's lives and, and successes and, and curated successes and curated lives. And this... <laughs> the, made up, all, the made up successes. Well, all of us believe that we can be famous now. And yeah. that's, not a, that's, not, that's not a fucking coincidence. That's because of what we grew up in. Like mm-hmm. we grew up watching people who had no reason to be famous becoming famous just because they were on... Some dumb they show. They were persistent on YouTube happened. or but, whatever but it was. You, like this you know, TV you know what's funny now That's is crazy. that like you got like... I saw Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. promoting Stone on like Snapchat and all of a sudden their their level of fame is starting to come down to the Instagram level of Absolutely. fame. Absolutely. And I'm just like, whoa, man. Like Kind of even the playing field a little bit. <laughs> a touch. And I don't think it's... It doesn't need to be a bad thing. I don't want to make it sound like all these things are bad things. No. Like, I'm stoked. Like, I wouldn't have been able to grow my business the way I grew it without Instagram. And that's the truth, man. Like, I'm I'm aware of the fact that I get the luxury of challenging my existing relationships with my galleries and stuff right now because the power has shifted back into my hands as the artist. And that hasn't been that way for a very long time. This is true. Because I can use these platforms to sell... Well, we're to using sell. the platform right now. Do you think, do you think <laughs> yeah. it's... Um... Uh, with music, there, there'll be people that probably relate to me, some that don't, whatever. But with the invention of a YouTube, for example. Yeah, for sure. Now everyone's a rapper. Everyone's a DJ. But that's the thing. And, and just like everything else, and everyone's an artist with Instagram, right? Like everyone's an artist. Everyone's a model. Everyone's, everyone's a, a model. model. It's all these things. But And so when you're looking at it, it's like everything else. It's like alcohol and drugs and all these things. You can use those things in moderation. You can use them with a clear head and heart and, and with an awareness of, of, of your yourself and, and, your, and your boundaries and what you're doing with it. And, and I believe that fully. I, I do drink. I don't abstain from drinking. And I smoke weed. I smoke a lot of weed. And uh, I, don't, I use it as medicine. I have some pretty significant diseases I manage with it, and it puts me to sleep. So like, I don't smoke weed during the day. I don't smoke weed to be creative. I smoke weed to put myself to bed for the most part. Um, but... I, and I think I know that I know why I'm using it. I know what my personal limitations are, what my boundaries are, and I'm not saying I, I'm still using these things. But you can you, you can pick and choose what you want to use and how you use it. So like, but that being said, let's go back to the 18 year olds that have exposure to all this stuff and they're not being like regulated. Like if you're if you're now, now it's legal for them to smoke weed. They're not even able to get it from the drug dealer. They can go to the store. They just go to the store or they booze or, yeah. or they grew up on Snapchat. Can you imagine? Like, I didn't grow up, I didn't even have a cell phone until I was 18. And to grow up in high school, which is the most precarious, vulnerable, emotionally confusing time of your life. That's with also the Snapchat, scariest place. That's what I'm saying. I think, there's a, I think there's a bit of a problem with that. It's a problem when you're giving it to people that don't know how to self-regulate. No like, one as does adults, we're these, like, well, I am personally in a weird, I'm still a millennial, but I'm on, like, the tail end of it. So, like, I didn't grow up being constantly inundated by images of what was beautiful. Like, if yeah, I wanted to see it, I'd go buy a magazine at a think grocery store. We, we all had to listen, do that. Listen, wanna, think, yeah, think, about exactly. what it's, think about what this shit is doing to your brain right now. And and you're, like, I'm noticing the sh- shit that I'm doing. I'm picking up the phone, and I'm fucking sp- and like doing this, and I'm like, holy shit, an hour went by. What oh, the- we're all profoundly addicted to our Super devices. addicted. Now, imagine yeah. if you were born into that's it. what i'm saying so like, like that, we didn't that's even the that's we where the problem there's is there's a reason like, why you're not supposed to buy weed till you're 18 and even that i would challenge like i i don't think that 18 is it should have been where we landed on the legal age i think it should have been 26 yeah 
but her brains aren't developed enough. they're not yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I think that's problematic and I, and I do think that that wasn't considered the way it should have been like I think I think there is a difference between alcohol and, and weed and weed is a that's THC it's got a psychotropic property and I don't think that we should be introducing that into kids brains when they're 18 I, I don't I don't I don't think, think so enough. it's way too malleable yeah still. I don't think we have enough definitive evidence to say that that should have been the legal age like I think that's too early and I, I, I didn't smoke weed when I was 18 but regardless like you, you have these these kids that now I mean I shouldn't call them kids but they're they're people that that don't have that regulation like they have cell phones they can use them all the time and then they there's can, kids with cell phones there's like kids eight no i know six. but then they can go on and there's so many forms of media for them to look at things and compare themselves to or be exposed to stuff that makes them feel ways they don't understand and like when they're four when they're four when yes. they're little and you look at a little kid know how to navigate an iphone they're like a two-year-old will grab your phone and and they'll know like what they're doing even if they don't know what they're like what they're actually doing they know, they, they they know they the know muscle to, memory yeah. of how to unlock it how to scroll through like you'll watch little and it's and is that necessarily always a bad thing i don't think so because like you said everybody can it opens it makes the world a lot smaller and makes us able to see things we were never able to see before it makes us you know but but how do you help educate people on the proper ways of using those things just like, how do you help educate people in the proper you ways can. of consuming you, you, drugs and alcohol you, or of, of safe, happy sex with, with functional people who it's a mutually consenting, respectful, enjoyable activity. Like nobody's being used in this, in the setup. Like it's a, you can teach that. You can try. <laughs> you can, but no, like you have like to that's, teach it from a that's, young that's, age. That's, that's interesting though. Like it's funny. Like sometimes you always see that though, but it always seems to be like, someone's trying to take something from someone else it's it's like it's a take thing instead of a give thing but that's not just sex that's everything it's everything there's all situations where you're going to find people who want to take something they're just taking 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 it it's not even like they're doing it on purpose yeah they're just they just don't realize that they're 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 not pleasure seeking and they're only looking for themselves and what i can get out of it yeah what am i getting out of this what is it what's in it for me you know, I'm going to take that. I, I need to, I need to get my rocks off. So I'm going to go, that girl's cute. I'm going to go get her, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, you know, whatever. It's just whatever. Just, I, I want this job, you know, and the reason why I want this job is how much money is it going to give me or right. you know, not, not in a sense of like how much value they're going to give to other people or whatever. It's, it's always about what that they can get from it. It's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a mental shift. It is. And you know, I'm not a parent, but I'm an aunt and a lot of my very close friends have kids and it scares me because I mean, you want to be able to say like, all we need to do is just like educate our, our youth and let them know that they have options or like embolden them with, with education and choice and self-confidence. So they can say like, I don't like this arrangement. That makes me uncomfortable. I'm not going to let you take this from me. I don't want to give this to you. But the thing is, is like you don't learn that sense of like self with anything but time. Like you have you, to experience you don't. It. You have to experience. You have to. You have to go through some shit to then come out the other side and be like, you know what, this is who I am. I agree with that. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and I don't like that. And these are my boundaries. But you don't have those when you're 16. All of us when we're 16 are fucking fumbling through it, trying to figure it out, and just trying not <laughs> to look not cool. And if you and if you say you're not doing that, you're lying. Like that's part of the human experience. You are profoundly self-conscious. You're aware of everything you're doing when you're 16. And we're supposed to help, like, expect these kids to make great choices based on their own, like, personal sense of self-worth. Like, they don't know who the hell they are, how much they're worth when they're 16. And I wish you could force it on them. I really do. You can try. Sports are good. I was going to say sports. You know, things that 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 have, like, a framework that give you a sense of purpose and a sense of... All those things are important. But it is... I mean, we have to lead by example. It's so funny. We talk about these conversations. I had these had these weird thoughts about like how the experiences we go through in life 
are the same experience as our parents, like the revolutions. A hundred percent. You know, the thing was... Our parents like, are just normal human beings. No, no, no. Like, I mean, like, at this specific point in time in their life, yeah, they were thinking the exact same thoughts. A hundred percent. And they were going through the exact same revolution. Like, yeah, I don't think... I, I honestly think it's worse with us, to be completely fair, because the, 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 with because of this. Because our our parents, with us, it was more like... Oh, I can't believe they're playing that racket and that music. Yeah, I know, but they were they were they had telephones these... at that time. Like every there's a new thing that's always kind of evolving. So like their parents were being like these kids are always on the telephone and blah 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 blah. You know when or you know the little girls on the on the yeah, cord playing with the, with the cones and playing yeah. with the records. These kids got the records or these kids got but the eight track it, players and like it's it's always something new. It right? was more sincere. It was a little bit more sincere then. It was a little bit more harmless then. These things are bad. Like, those are, like, legit bad. Well, they're not great. Do you and think like we're going to get chipped? What's that? Do you think we're going to get chipped? Do you see like it coming? Like, our phones getting... No, no, no. Like, us getting chipped? Do you see it coming? You know what? I don't really, like, <laughs> speculate on that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know what's... Because, honest to God, truth is stranger than fiction. It really is. Like, the real life can sometimes be so much weirder than anything you could fathom, like, in a fictional realm. Like... I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea. Chances are anything in our wildest dreams is going to happen after we're dead and gone. Like, Kisses, but imagine this. The tap, they'll just put it straight into your wrist. I mean, maybe. Right? And then, instead of actually having a phone. Like a retinal implant put, or something. They'll put, like, they'll put a chip into yeah, your like, forehead. I mean, I watch Black Mirror. I know. I know all these <laughs> things. Like, I know what you're talking about. Like, I've read some like British sci-fi. Yeah, but it, but, it's, hair, but, but like, imagine watching Black Mirror for 60 years. There you go, looping it back. That'd be to... crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying because we're talking about the year. longest running ever team, Coronation Street. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know, maybe. I mean, that stuff doesn't really scare, like, I don't know. Like, people are like, doesn't it make you feel weird that you, like, I was one of the first people to buy an iPhone X. And I was like, I was stoked I could use my face to unlock the banking <laughs> your face. Here's all my, yeah, here are all like, my, finger, here are my fingerprints. <laughs> Where do you fucking take it? Like, I don't care. Like, what do you... And maybe I should care, but also if we're gonna let that stuff give us anxiety, like God, well, oh my God, you would just it's, perish from anxiety. It's, it's like, like it's, I don't it's know. Not, what are they gonna do with it? it? It's not. It's not. What are they gonna do with? Huh. Imagine if everybody's facial recognition is out there. That means yeah. with every camera out in there, like it's. Don't commit crimes. What are you gonna do? It's with my not face? about committing crimes. It's about the people who are have the control of the power committing the crime, and then you trying to revolt against them. They'll shut you down. You have no power. Yeah, maybe. That's the, I think that's, that's the problem that gets scary is because whoever has control of the power yeah. is the one. And you think the people who are in control right now are the, no, are the ones who have power? No, I don't trust a lot are, of people. Are, that, like, what am I going to I'm not going to use my phone. Like, I'm still going to use my face to unlock my banking app. I like it. <laughs> like, I'm into it. It feels secure to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, Google has your facial recognition. Yeah, that's it for does. Sure. They, 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 have, they, they would have it anyway. With their, I don't use the facial thing with or the, the, or the, the thumbprint. Well, there's but, closed captioning yeah, cameras everywhere. There, like, they, I mean, we're not, we're not going to be able to hide from it unless you literally you move to the bushes. go to a fucking Fijian island that's off the map, which you can do if you want. But other than that, like, we're in it. We're in the soup. We're here. We're now. This is happening. Like, we're in the soup. We're in the soup. We're just, like, just going to see what happens. I guess that's, I, that's all you can do. You can like we're like, already shit. going. Like you can try to fight the current, but like, I mean, we're going down. We're all we're all in the same fucking river. Like, like it's happening. I don't know. We're not in the same river. I don't. I don't think like. I don't think like you and me are not like we're not we're not in the river with everything else. We do. We run our own paddles. There's a lot yeah, of people. There's a I lot mean, of people that are in the system. Like fucking in the system where yeah. like, they're stuck right Leo, that's, you a big, that's a different conversation though yeah. like, I'm, I'm saying that I'm going to use my iPhone yeah, yeah no no she's, yeah, she's, yeah. she's like, saying something different but I'm not like I don't work for somebody else yeah 
Like, I'm not reliant on somebody else's, like, structure to get paid. Like, yeah, I, to I survive. No, like, yeah. I've, I've always worked for myself, always. Stevie, uh, I think you're more saying, like... Um, Technology-wise. Yeah, like, technology-wise If we get chips in our arms, fuck it, put a chip in my arm. Like, if that's where we go, okay. Like, I don't know. Like, it's... That stuff doesn't really bother me. Like, it doesn't. Like, <laughs> it, I mean... I, I'm scared because I see On the grand scheme of things, I'm way more concerned about environmental issues. I am way more concerned about prejudicial um, racial issues, biased issues towards, like, I am, a, I am a fucking ally. And I will cut a vein for people who are being victimized. Like, yeah. I will fucking cut a vein. Like, I, I do not believe that we have any place in this world to, to say you belong in that group and you belong in that group and you belong in that group. We are People global do that citizens. on themselves. People I, do that to themselves. No, I that's got a not, real... That, I'm just like, people do that to themselves. Sometimes, because, and generally it's a fear response or if, it can it depends on the people, but I am all people about... People join their own little groups. I'm sure. part of this group or I'm part of this group. And part and of don't, that is inherent. Don't, don't, uh, don't discriminate against my group and don't discriminate... I'm like, we're all in this together. It's yeah. one fucking group. Yes. I'm just like, until people recognize that and say... We are all one and stop creating all these little fucking well, subdivisions and all these subdivisions when they feel threatened and they don't feel safe and they don't feel largely accepted by the masses. Hey, and so then they go and create smaller groups where they do feel safe. Going back to the white supremacist weird guys like that, are, can they maybe they feel like they're scared in this and then they go into a little group i'm sure well. that's where it started and that's what they, they were scared they were scared of losing power that's where those groups come from is they come from a fear of, of things shifting and then like i mean that's a that's another very we got a lot of very open like <laughs> yeah that's like a that is like a, a festering seeping wound to the kkk that, i mean that's that's I don't even like using it's a catchphrase, but that's like white male privilege at its finest. Like that's the grossest example of men just being scared of losing power. Um, I don't know. Like it's a weird, but uh, the Salem witch trials. Uh, like that's that's kind of where it started it's, for women. It's, it's weird because it's like it's if, in terms of the race. If you look at anybody else, all these other cultures that are doing, you're doing the exact same thing that you're you're condemning these people for doing. You're what are doing you? the exact same thing? Like I you feel look like at this all, is a tricky thing we're going to start now because I'm not sure exactly what you're saying, but... They're heading down the same path. It's a fucking bad path and you don't want to go like down hate it. hate for hate? Hate for... Like there's, there's hate happening. These groups are hating on this group mm-hmm. because this group hated on this group. And it's not... I'm just like, you can't, you can't fucking win that way. Like it's not... Like you literally have to abolish all of it, like all of it all together. No, we don't. What the only way, and this has been the only proven way for anybody to actually feel better about anything, is truth and reconciliation. You want to look at something? I lived in Cape Town, so you yeah. want to look at racial divisiveness? Like I lived in a place where it was alive and well and rampant until very recently, and and the only way through that, and we have tried to adopt that with our indigenous relations, is truth and reconciliation. So pretending it didn't happen. No, I'm not saying pretending it didn't happen. Right. But basically saying, isn't there, isn't but, there... but turning around, like, like, it's the same thing. Like, for instance, if the, our gen- it wasn't us, the generations past fucked over the natives, let's say. Okay? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They fucked them over. We yeah. know, we all know they fucked them over. Right. But for the natives to go around and turn around and saying, fuck you, you fucked us all over. And like. But we did. Yeah, but we just need to like reconcile the whole thing. Them saying "fuck you" is not going to reconcile anything. No, because, but because okay, we this, have this might be one of those things I don't want to talk about publicly yeah. because it is going to make me feel uncomfortable. Like there's yeah. a lot of like us sitting in this room right now. 
we shouldn't even be talking about it. Like yeah. we, we, we do come from a place of privilege and like, and, and, and there is a thing where but it's that's like, not true. Like, I don't feel privileged. You are. I'm not. I'm, I'm fucking not. I bust my ass. It doesn't every matter. You still day. are because no, you, I'm not. You know what it's you generational. I'm not generational. You have to remember too. Like I am first generation Canadian and I fucking come from nothing. And I still work my ass off every day and but still have But you nothing. visually don't have to deal with because you look the way you look. You had a bunch of advantages that you weren't even aware of. And it doesn't mean it doesn't take away from how hard you work. It doesn't. It doesn't take, enough, it doesn't take away from how hard I work. But it, you, there has to be an acknowledgement that you were given less handicaps right off the hop purely because of how you look. That's, I, I, I think that's, that's a perception. It's true. It's, it's a full percent. It's, it's, it's truth. It's, it's, it's what people were brought up to believe. No, no. It's what we do believe. It's what we subconsciously believe. Yeah, that's the problem. It's a subconscious belief. You only give power to where it comes from. That's the same thing. Like, yeah, but we can't I hear what you're saying, but we can't pretend that we don't have advantages because of this. It doesn't mean we, it doesn't take away from, it doesn't negate the hard work we put in for our success, but it would be a lot harder to have anything if we came from something else it, it it just is and pretending that's not real isn't doing anybody any favors like it's it is real racial biases are real prejudices are real gender biases are real you three guys in here already have a better chance at success than i do but that's your belief it's not my belief it's you it's just a, telling me it's your belief you just basically said it to me quantifiable it's the truth there are differences between beliefs and truths. And if you look at the historical relevance and capacity for women, we weren't allowed to vote until recently. Okay. We weren't allowed to hold positions of power authority. We get paid. There's massive pay gaps in how we get paid. It was news that Iceland eliminated their gender pay gap two weeks ago. It's 2019. Okay. Why is I'll that give you, news? I'll give you an example why, why this bothers me though too. Because I'll watch people. I feel in a situation right now, it's becoming men bashing. We're now we're creating a whole bunch of beta men in this society because they're too scared to to actually I be men. Could not so further disagree from you. Like I don't, I don't even. This will get. I'll get upset in this conversation <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I will. Yeah, this is a no go zone for me. Okay. Yeah. You poked the bear too much, Stevie. Poked the bear too much. Well, no, because I'm passionate about that shit too. I don't like. I don't like the fact that the you know there's people can't talk out there. You can't go out there and. And, uh, and, and you have to basically say, yeah, okay, yeah, do your thing. And now I'm not allowed to do my thing because I'm a man. I'm, What's I, your I, thing? What are you not whatever allowed to I do? Wanna, whatever I want to do. What? I can't do anything now. Oh like, my gosh. Like you think, okay, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. He's okay? roping it back in. I'll get, I'm going to rope it back in. I'll give you an example and I'm going to talk about it. A group of women, and I'm not saying that what they're doing is wrong at all i think it's fucking fantastic <clears throat> a group of women will put anything and say women entrepreneurs were super strong and we're proud to be it fucking i love it i 100 percent love it if a man did that we're a bunch of men we're alpha men we're good yes see steve fucking completely different you're different looking at it entirely at. wrong and you're looking at it from the same lens you were looking at racial i can or only look at from, from my lens no, but i can hey, only look it from my lens oh, like, which is a, like, just put a wider lens on let me explain something to you <laughs> So the reason why women are doing that now is because we weren't allowed to work in high paying, high power roles until fucking right now. So for women to say, look at us, I am a fucking CEO. No time before in history until now was that possible. So if we don't look at those women and celebrate and acknowledge the fucking path they're blazing for the rest of the women who up until literally right now 
weren't allowed to do that purely because we had vaginas. Do you understand how absurdly irrational no. and unfair that is? No, but I'm I'm 100% behind that. So and a I don't group of men it. don't need to do it because they've been doing it since the fucking beginning of time. They don't need to celebrate their success. You guys are fucking successful already. You are the alpha dominant gender. So, so we just stop playing the game? That has nothing to do with that. But no, you don't have to put together groups being like, rah, rah, we're CEOs. Really? You've been CEOs for generations. Good for you. <laughs> like... Fucking maybe if you wanted to put together, but is it? But but is it? But that's but that's roles that are traditionally female roles, and we're proud of that, and we're breaking down gender barriers. We're a group of male nurses. We're a group of male childcare professionals. We're a group of like pick a thing that's uncommon because it's been put into two gendered buckets for fucking generations and celebrate that. But for a bunch of guys to be like, oh my god, we did it, guys. We're CEOs. We did it. Why would you be celebrating that? Yeah. There, there wouldn't be a movement. There is no group. You've always been that. Right? It's the same as, as people saying why we have the Black Music Awards or Black Entertainment Awards. It's because we didn't fucking win anything before. So we have to celebrate that they're winning it now. We have to fight for change and look at those things and say, what a goddamn joke that we have to have these festivals because this shouldn't even have been an issue. You should have had right from go the exact same opportunity as me, but you didn't because you were black or you're indigenous, or you had a vagina, or you're not straight, yeah, or you're gender fluid, or whatever it is. Those are the biases that we don't get to ignore that affect people's lives and their capacity for success. So fuck yeah, there's groups of women being like, look what I did, because this wasn't done before. This has never been done before. We're still fighting that fight. We j it made news that the gender gap was closed in Iceland. Why is that news? It should have been inherently happening from go. Right. It's, it's, it's absurd. It's absurd. What, what, why is there a gender gap? There's a pay gap. Women get paid less than men. So Iceland that, finally what, made it illegal. What, what, um, that needs to be a little bit, for myself personally, that needs to be a little bit more broken down. I want, there's a lot of like back end research that needs to go into this conversation in order for us to have it like correctly and properly. Right. Because there's a lot of stats and figures and stuff that, we're, sure. that no one's out here is throwing out. But for, for myself, if, if someone tells me there's a, a, a gender, uh, a pay gap yeah. between genders, which roles, which jobs are people going into? So it's, it's like if, if more men are becoming doctors and then the women are becoming something else, right. there's going to be a gap between that. So, Does that make and, sense? and I'm going to have to do that research as well because I'm not sure exactly where that came from. But generally, when they're doing these studies, it's, it's comparable across the board. So, it's a woman with the exact same role in the exact same company, and the salaries are closed, and then the salaries become open, and it, co it comes to light that, like, you and I would do the exact same jobs with the exact so, same titles, and you'd get paid more than me purely because you're a guy. If I, if I, I I'm not going to push back on that, but. That's if, just the truth. That's if, what they're talking about well, when they're talking about the gender gaps. Yeah, that's, if, if that's, I, a, that's a weird thing, too, I, in terms of any business. It's that, like, that why, why we're not even allowed to even talk about how much people right, make. Right, it's stupid, yeah. You know, like, well, no, you're not supposed to tell them how much It should be transparent and it should all be of a sudden based like, on performance yeah. and nothing to do with gender, but yeah. Yeah, if I, well, if I, if I owned, a, a, like, a, let's say a Fortune 500 company, um, and, I was, and I was doing that role and doing stuff like that, I would, if I was able to pay someone less to get the same amount of work done, I'd probably just hire all women. Like, that's what I would do. Yeah, well, that's what lots of people do. Like, the New York Police Department and city, municipal city planning just got a ton of shit because it became very public information that they were paying women way less than they were paying men for roles that were superior to the male roles. And it was purely based on gender.
these conversations are massive and I can recommend multiple sources for you guys to check out our podcast to listen to, but it's facts. It's fa- there's no reason for me to, f- to spread false propaganda. There's a whole bunch of things. Virgin, Virgin Airlines, Richard Branson's company, Virgin Airlines, again, recently made news for making it not part of their hiring policy that women had to wear skirts and high heels at their job. Again, this is I think, 2019. I, I agree with that. I think it's bullshit too. The restaurants, the re- restaurants do that. I'm just like, I worked in a restaurant. That's Why the ge- fuck are you wearing a high heel? That's entirely gendered. Like that's, I worked in a restaurant too. You're a flight attendant and you have to wear a minimum two inch heel. Why? Literally, just because I'm a woman? Like that doesn't even make sense. And I, mean, I have like, to wear a skirt. That, I, I understand. I understand, to be honest, like I understand. Um, <laughs> I understand. I do understand the skirt for uh, as a dress code. That's what they want the the place to look like. Heels, I've, I've ran restaurants myself, and uh, at the end of the night, um, hey, take, take the fucking heels off. Well, you should I not know, have to wear them hurt. to begin with. Yeah, I, I see this, but um, as far as a dress code, I understand the business wanting to have a certain look and a certain this and a certain Make that. Make it across the board. Make women wear suits, too. If men's wearing a suit, make them female cut suits. <laughs> that's, that doesn't, it's a dress code. What does it matter? Why does it have to be a skirt? Because it doesn't bring in business. It doesn't bring, that doesn't bring business wears a in. suit. Okay. Which is but anyways, fucked up. That's, okay. yeah, that's, that's where it gets... It's really... It's fucked up. Stevie, stop poking the bear. But I know. I agree with you. It's fucked up. But that's what... It's, it's... Well, don't you want to challenge your idea as to why that's the standard? Like yeah. why we have to make it like an exciting piece of news that that's been taken off the table so women yeah. don't have to dress like that? Like, I, mean, I don't anybody... think they should. I don't think they should either. Like, I 100% agree with you. It's stupid. Like, I think, I think it's weird that, you know, that, that, that women get objectified and they're put into these objectified positions. Uh, but women also do it themselves. They, obj- they objectify themselves in order to make more money. 100% because they've right? been conditioned it, it, to believe that's their only way to make money. They've been, they've been given a set of tools and they feel like that's the only tools in their tool belt to, to be successful. And that's the, this is a broader conversation. But if you look at it as like a conversation... Uh, that's necessary because women shouldn't have it, to it's feel. A huge that's why they need to see groups like, I'm on, women I'm a, listen, I'm, I'm a, a CEO. I'm 100% on your side. Like, I'm 100% on your side. And I'm 100% that it would, like, these changes need to happen. The thing is, is these discussions need to happen like this because these are, these are the actual, these are the actual things that people are thinking. And these are the actual uh, problems that are happening. And yes. unless it's actually discussed and said, no, this is why, this is why women are forced to wear skirts is because, you know, it draws in business and this and that. Which I'm is progressive like, and which, insane. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. And if you look at it and if you guys practice true empathy, yeah. whether it's to women or to people that are different than you, you look at them and you say, "If I was you, I wouldn't want my would daughter I to work." Listen, I don't want my. I have to wear high heels. I don't want my. I don't want so fucking hard to get paid yeah. the same as all these guys around me. I have the same education. I'm just as capable. This is not a firefighting what? job. So these how do we change? How do we change this? Because I don't. I don't want my daughter. I wouldn't want my daughters to have to go through that shit. I don't want to have them. So how do we change that? Having these conversations, embracing the groups of women, saying, "Look what I do for a job. It has nothing to do with how I look." At all. It has nothing to do with that. I don't wear a skirt to work because I don't want to because I make the rules where I work because yeah. I'm the CEO. Yeah. Embracing those groups of women that say, look what I've done. Showing your daughter those women and saying, look what they've done. You don't have any barriers. We don't live in a world of barriers for you anymore. This is what we've done. So you have to change the ideology. And when your guy friends come in and say, well, fuck, she can't do that. She's a girl and she should put a skirt on because it looks better. It's going to drive business. I've never business. had those conversations. That's a good thing. Like, that's what I'm thinking. But like, if they I've never, start, I've shut never them down seen and it. say, you know what? Respectfully, 
we're all in the same boat here. We're yeah. all doing the same thing. We all have the same opportunity. We're all in the same fucking struggle. Literally, exactly. We're all in the same fucking river. We're all trying to so try to look around yeah. and say the division, the things that divide us, don't make any sense. No, they, they don't. don't. And it's putting people in boxes, like we talked about earlier. It, putting me in a box because I'm a girl is stupid. Yeah. Put me in a box as an artist. Put me in a box. Put me in a bunch of different boxes. You don't boxes, need to be in a box. Put, exactly. You don't or need to be in a box in at box, all. Qualify me on things that have nothing to do with my gender. Yeah. Why does that have anything to do with what I do? Yeah. Look at me as just an artist across the board at other artists who are men who are. Yeah, if you make dope art, you make dope. If you make dope art, you make dope art. like it, yeah. it doesn't matter. If you're a good musician, it doesn't matter where you came from. If you're a great CEO, really doesn't matter, yeah. it doesn't matter where you came from. We all, we all, we should all have, and we don't, but we should all have the exact same opportunity at birth for success. And that but we're not. We need to fucking have like this reset button. Like every, that, we got to bring back that seven year reset button. After I, seven years, you just fucking reset the board and play again. Because when you play Monopoly and one person has all the money, it's not fucking fun no, anymore to play. I, 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 <laughs> I think, I think um, uh, a lot of the stuff to, when you get higher, higher levels, uh, less of it is about uh, white, black, Asian, this, male, female. It, it, it just boils down to class to no, and to power. No, to class and power. It, 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 because because yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of uh, there's billion, uh, the lady who did, what did she do? She invented something with um, uh, people with uh, diabetes. She came up with a, a faster way to... Uh, Are you talking about Elizabeth Smart, who's like, or what's her name, who's like getting in a bunch of shit right now? Like the next song, what are we talking about? Right I, now? No, I'm, there's there's a lady. She's I'm just saying she's a the billionaire. Of, well, she's, she's not bil- anymore. She's in prison now. But I oh, know who geez. you're talking about. Yeah, she got there was a fake thing. It was a fake medical device. Oh, um, this was fake. Yeah, so she just got in trouble recently. This is all still like <laughs> this is all still happening. But she I thought was, this was a real thing, and she became a billionaire from she this. She did, but she, it was fake science. It was false science. So oh. it was like yeah. And did she know she was doing this? Yeah, she did. She was just smart. Oh, she was. She's just, but she also came from power different. and privilege. She came from a wealthy family. She was a Harvard dropout it's called the dropout this is a movie they're gonna make jennifer um what's her name is playing her Aniston? lawrence no. lawrence. lawrence yeah is i like her. her yeah she's great I, i'm not saying it can't happen i mean we have michelle obama we have oprah winfrey we have women of color who are in positions of power and authority who earn a lot of money like it's not it's not an impossibility but to get there statistically is a lot harder it, 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 it is harder it is harder beside uh like if someone would want to live beside like for an example me or Oprah? Everyone's gonna pick Oprah. Hundred percent. Like no one gives a shit about me. I'm, and I'm a white male. But mm-hmm. they'll take billionaire, black or darker pigmented woman, Oprah. But do you think people, if they just in Edmonton had a choice to live beside you or just some re- regular black woman, they'd pick her or you? Do you think that? Do you think that would matter? Like I, I, I think that's a question that we can't really have that debate because Oprah or Michelle Obama are are, are celebrities. So the power of celebrity kind of suspends some of those no, no, opinions. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, women, color entrepreneurs, make a shit ton of money, yada yada yada. Can it's do just a lot more. Harder for them. We do have these exclusive groups here in Edmonton. Like if you look at it, look at the fucking May, May Mayfield, or these these all these golf clubs and stuff like that. You walk in there. Yeah. They're fucking exclusive clubs because you can't get the fuck in there. You can't afford to. You can't be afford to be in there, and they, that's Oprah how could though. Oprah could. Oprah could be in there, but like I'm saying, you need to yeah, hit a certain benchmark to even be in those clubs. And in order, once you get in those clubs, then you be, get way shitload more opportunities because totally. you're surrounded by more people. Totally. have those opportunities. And, those, I, 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 and a lot of that yeah. stuff, I think, is generational. Is because it was a generational yes. gap. Generational wealth is a very serious. thing. It's a serious thing. Like you got to look at it back to what actually happened. Like when everyone migrated over. But this they were all these little directly... cultures were fighting each other, 
and they were like Italians were sticking with the Italians, the Portuguese with the Portuguese. You know what? So, like Steve, they were though, fighting. Is you just you just bolstered my position yeah. from earlier, which was that you start from a different place. Yeah. We're all, we all got because fucked. Right? Like because I said, like I'm for, like, like I'm saying, like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, are we looking at me? with the generation? You don't like generational wealth and stuff like that? No, no. I'm just saying that to, to disregard generational wealth is problematic. To say that we all started from the same place, like, to, to pretend, like, when you were saying, you know, all this stuff happened, but we have to forget that it happened because that's not doing us any good to rehash the history. Like, if we're talking specifically about taking no, we need to change the people, history is what I'm saying. Like, it needs well, to, we like, need to acknowledge we that we, it happened and yeah. that we have, that we're set up for, for success generationally. We need to change the system. The system needs not, to fucking change. They have generations of, of, like, literal everything working against them finding any level of success. And so they're starting from way behind. Their tee-off box is a fucking block behind where ours is. And we're like, why aren't you getting holes in one? I don't know what your fucking problem is. Look at me, woo! I did, I did that. But what I'm saying that is, it's less racial and more generation. Because like I'm, like I said, I'm first generation, and I deal with those struggles consistently. People don't see it. I don't go out there showing it. I don't complain. Yep. But I'm fucking getting my ass kicked every day. And I struggle every day. And but I everybody and is. We're all Life is an ass kicking. And I'm like, that's it's a general I'm, ass kicking. That's what I'm saying. But like, so, many people out there, so many people out there think that everyone else is super rich and everyone's no, fucking people pretending. Don't think that. People are pretending. And I'm like, there's so many people that are pretending that they're like, pretending that they're well off and pretend. Everyone's getting the fucking shit kicked out of them. Okay, so imagine, imagine just how hard life feels for you right yeah. now, right? It feels shitty. You get kicked in the teeth every once in a while. Yeah. Imagine if you were like a queer indigenous person who lived here. Yeah imagine honest even, to god imagine what your life would be like be and, and if you were like well i don't know why like you have just as many opportunities no you don't you do not have as many opportunities you are fucking ostracized you are marginalized people look at you and are like fuck this i'm not hiring that person that's what i'm talking about like, yeah those were the that's where the divisions lie so there is it's not equal we're not we're not there and and we can't pretend that it's it's equal because it's not because these things happened that we aren't responsible for but we need to acknowledge them moving forward yeah. and exactly like this there's so many things happening right now that are important for a million different reasons the me too movement the black light and and yes we get inundated with the stuff and we get annoyed and we're like oh, i get it i get it me too i get it but it's like no but do you get it do you get that black lives matter do you get that women are like way off the charts victimized by like sexual violence and they're like the number one victims of murder and like Nuts shit. Just just literally because we're statistically female. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like an insane thing. So for the Me Too movement happened because it was like if you think it's not a problem, it is such a huge, gaping, festering hole of a problem. Let's shed some light on exactly how big of a problem it is. Like yeah. it is massive. So we have to have conversations where people are saying, like, this stuff all happened. It doesn't mean I hate men. No, I love men. I fucking love men. I love I, I have massive respect for the men in my life I, I i don't see them as like degenerate fucks i've never thought that i'm not an exclude like the, we're all, I, i'm not I say saying I'm that you i'm not saying am. that you do but what i'm no, saying is that a major, are, majority of men clarify. A, a lot of men are starting to feel that way and are starting to act that well, way well then they have to ask questions you know like say, you, like you, know, like you go around on, and you're like i'm feeling like, like this like you start going around and go what the fuck is going on with all these guys like why are they fucking becoming like so soft like, okay, well, that's another problematic statement. What do you mean soft? What do you mean becoming soft? It's becoming soft. Like, like, like meaning what? Meaning like they're just getting, people are getting walked on. Like, like me and you can have an open discussion. It's, it's different if like all of a sudden I'm just like, I just become like, I don't actually speak my mind. And I just be like, yeah. 
Unless it's your personality type that has nothing to do with your gender. If you're insular and you're introverted and has nothing to do with being a male, then you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to be like, I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> like, you can do that. And you can do it as a girl or a guy or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think we're wired differently, males and females? I think there's a lot. I think that's a massive conversation, and I don't think I'm equipped to answer that. I think that's like that nature versus nurture thing. I think... I think in some respects we are. I think I know, I mean, we have different hormonal drivers. I know testosterone, testosterone is a real thing. I don't, yeah. have, I don't have the same experience with like that as you guys do. Yeah, like I don't know what it's like to be do a think, woman. I don't do know think, what it's like to like have fucking a thousand thoughts going through my head in 20 million different well, directions. I don't, I don't know, have a fucking idea. You know, I mean, there's some, there's some of those differences, like yeah. the actual like hormonal, like biological differences, like I'm not going to be able to understand. But do I think that we, that we as genders have the same capacity for, for rational thought and, 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 and knowledge and empathy and all of the normal human do you emotions? think do you think do you think uh men and women have different women tend to be more empathetic men tend to be a little more rough around the edges type thing you think that's a uh, but i feel like that's a that's a nature thing like you i don't feel think, like or oh, no, that's a nurture thing pardon me you don't i think feel that's like that's you don't think that's natural once again this is outside of the realm of i haven't done a, an amount of and i know yeah. you haven't either there's there's i'm yeah. sure there's data and everything to back um, all yeah. this stuff yeah. up. I mean, we're just my, talking I, I would say that I think, uh, no, I think that that's probably a construct of society Ooh. of like exactly what you said. Like, I mean, that's a soft guy and I don't like that, but like, why? Like, like what does it matter if they're soft? I, I don't, like, yeah, I don't know. I, like for my, for my, for my experience, and, and I'm like, this men. is just my experience from what I've seen growing up yeah. is, is, um, as a male and what we, what I understand and how it works. Cause I'm very emotional as a male. I, I had a lot of emotions growing up. I dealt with a lot of emotions. You can just say you're I, emotional. You don't have to say you don't have to qualify it as, as a male. I'm emotional. You're just emotional. Well, no, we're all emo Males are all emo. We're like we all have emotions, but males have a tendency to move to one specific emotion because it's the only one they deal with. So what happens Which is, is what? anger and destruction. So when a man gets emotional, they usually become very destructive and destroy things and 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 lose control of themselves. And what do you think happens when a woman gets emotional? I, I find women are, are, are deal with emotions more on a regular basis. I find women are more emotional creatures and have more emotions. So they tend to like learn well, we're to... We're expected to be more empathetic. Learn to, learn to harness it a little bit more because they, they deal with it more regularly than a man does. A man doesn't deal with emotions as often. But when we hit emotions, we don't know what to fucking do Again, with it. Again, I think that's a constru it's, a, it's a construct. It's like women are, but we are, we're put, those roles I referenced before, yeah. we're put into caregiving roles. We're put into roles where the expectation is that we will have a level head and we will be more empathetic and we will be softer and kinder and gentler and more quiet. Yeah. You don't think that's true in, in, a, in, a, in a small degree? I mean, you're talking to a girl who doesn't I've, identify with those feminist characteristics I've, at all. So, I agree like, with do you. I think it's true? I agree no, with I've, you in a sense that, like, because I've seen women who are very much more very logical. They're not very emotional. They're very making strong-headed decisions. So, of, and I've seen men who are, like, extremely emotional. So, like, there's extremes on both sides, right? Like, uh -huh. so you can't pinpoint... I get what you're saying that you can't pinpoint one and say like men are exactly like this and women are like that because it's very much I think how it, you're brought up and it how has you're a raised. lot to do. It has a, a, so programmed. much more than anything else. It has to do with how you were brought up and what was accepted by your group of friends and the group of people you surround yourself with and what were social cues that you picked up on and, and more and shaped yourself into. So, I see that as a big yeah. So nature's a, or yeah, nature. we, we, nurture. 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 I'm getting confused. Yeah. Nurture is a big, big, you know, big predictor of how we're going to turn out. And like I. Especially when we're little babies. Exactly. And like I was, I, I, you make decisions and you, you move through life making different choices. But like my reaction to emotional distress is anger. 
Like, mm-hmm. and I'm going to guess without knowing me well, you guys are going to pick up on that. Like, if I, if I feel threatened, if I feel, if I feel like I've been, I'm not like, I'm not going to get aggressive, but you're a strong, you're a strong 100%, woman. hundred percent. But like, so that's, why, that's why, why am I a strong to. woman? Yeah. My guess is because of the environment I grew up in. Right. Like, and because I was told by my dad, who is very successful, who had four girls, by the way. And I don't think that was originally <laughs> what he felt like he wanted to have. He raised you guys as like strong anyways. women. Absolutely. Yeah. And like we weren't in the same way that the, that's, that's why this nature versus nurture debate is a very interesting one for me. Like the women in my life who are my best friends are like phenomenal human beings, regardless of their gender. They're very successful. They don't see themselves as any less than like we're rational, logical, educated, successful women. So to, to be told that like I have to be in a caring, like a caregiving role or that like men have to be hard. Like I just think that's stupid. Like I just think we should all feel like what's right for us. Like find your own truth, find your own authenticity. And if you're a person who wants to, if you're a man who feels soft, but that's a decision. Soft. soft. That's a decision between the man and the and the woman during the raising of their kids. That's their decision on how they want to do it. And it's a decision to, to a human being. I'm yeah. not even talking. I said find your own truth. Yeah, everyone has be to be your, your own, own authentic truth. self, yeah. regardless just of your parents. No, no boundaries. Just I'm, be what feels right. I'm somewhat of a uh, like a traditionalist in a little bit. Yeah, like uh, male female type thing. But um, do you think, I don't know if there's any history on this, but do you think if we get the roles like all completely, this guy's doing this, the guy's, yeah. the woman's over here, what, what, do you, what do you think of an effect of the society that would have later on in the I future if everything's all over the much map? Much more harmonious. Do, right now, I think it's the opposite because, like, I finding that's that, not what he asked. Me. I said he in asked the in the future, and like, I like, said it would be much more harmonious. Let's We're in a difficult transition phase right now. If everyone is doing their own thing, if everyone's doing stuff that has nothing to do with expectations of their gender, if they're just doing it, it feels authentic to themselves. Oh yeah, yeah, that's 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 a that's more a, harmonious society. Um, what I what I'm what I'm finding is the biggest like just from what I've seen is like when you're looking at the transitions of everything in the like the 50s and for instance when it's more traditional that it was easier for people to stay together for 50 20 30 40 50 you know longer per- because they were heading in the same trajectory disagree whether they liked each other or not most of the times they were heading in the same trajectory and they stayed together right mm-hmm. nowadays it's harder for couples to stay together because your women have the ability and and it's it's not it's not bad it's it's just that we now have factual. to become aware of it yeah. and factual that uh, everyone has the opportunity to chase their dreams, so everyone's chasing their dreams. 100%. So now, now it becomes much harder to find a mate because you need to find a mate that actually has the exact same dream as you because you guys want to go down the same path. Or you have to and find a always constantly mate chaining. who's like those marriages were messy. Like those the fifties housewife <laughs> marriage was a fucking mess. Like because there are a lot of cheating they going didn't on. Get anything. Like, like yeah. the women in those situations yeah, were were servants. Like yeah. they were not human beings. Like they were not able to fully like express themselves or or be a full expression authentic expression of themselves they were put in a role and they had no authority and if they left they wouldn't get a job that paid them more than the minimum possible wage yeah but you know what happened you know what happened now you know what actually happened women are like okay i want to go to work which was like fuck why you want to go now you know what the guys in power did sweet we have two people now that can fucking pay for the mortgage let's bump up the cost of the mortgage now you're like fuck now, instead of like saying that like one person can pay for the house. Yeah, but like what if the to... roles were reversed? What if it was women who are the ones who are positions of power and you guys had to work for us until recently? And you what were you my husband who stayed I at home stayed and took home care and... of the kids. It's, it's work. It is the fucking a hardest job. job. Full-time it's a full-time job. It's the shittiest, hardest job Why I have is it ever shitty? seen. It is, an un- it is a thankless, 
You don't get it a salary. Is, I, think, I, think, I, think the, I think it's the most important job. It's the shittiest job. So why it's don't you do most, it? Most, so I, I'll go I, make I, money and you stay at home and do I would everything. fucking, to be honest with you, I think I would I would really enjoy that. That's fantastic. And you should but tell I don't people think, that you're happy to do that. I would be so happy to do that. But, I, but it's hard to find a woman that would basically take me on as a house husband. Well, you're not looking at the right places because I'm, I'm going to reiterate. My sisters out there and their spouses. My friends out there and their partners. Like I come from a group of women who work their asses off. And it shows. And they have to marry men who take pat leaves and who take time off work because they over, they out earn them. My yeah. sister is the head of internal medicine at Royal Alec. Yeah. That's a Her husband does incredibly well. He's an yeah. executive, but she out earns him. She's a specialist physician. Yeah. So they have three children. And guess who takes pat leaves? It's her husband who works in oil and gas in Alberta and has identified that his wife out earns him. So it makes way more sense for her to go back to work does and he for like him it? to stay at home. It, it, the first one was tough. He's from Thompson, Manitoba. That's not a very progressive town. So it was a it was a shift. He's also forty five. He's a bit older. Yeah. But I mean, now absolutely, absolutely. Like he's 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 the a light bulb has been turned on for him. Yeah. For sure. Gendered roles are really damaging. They're they're it, they're nothing but damaging, and and it's it's really. I think any I think kind of roles I think are it's moving in that. I think I think when you say transition, what's going to end up happening is women are going to take over. You're going to be you're going to be the you women were always the most powerful. This is the thing is that you guys don't even understand how powerful women actually are. No, I think a lot of us do. Now, but what happened was is you have like the women who are super empowered, ran the shit. <laughs> I see that look. Ran the shit. <laughs> People started fighting. Men yeah. became the aggressors to protect the women. Yeah. And then they took over yeah. through aggression. Mm-hmm. And now that aggression has kind of stopped, women are starting to come back into power. And then what's going to end up happening is women are going to run the show again. And that's what's happening. I think it happening. just needs to be, I think we just all need to take a step back and whether it's, I mean, to come full circle, whether it's gender, whether it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's cultural, racial biases, whatever the hell they are, just try to forget it. Like, it, it doesn't mean anything. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It like, doesn't. it shouldn't mean anything. It shouldn't mean, it shouldn't change our interaction because I'm a woman and you guys are men. It shouldn't change your interaction if I was a woman of color or a man of color. It just should be an interaction between human beings sharing ideas and thoughts and then not feeling scared to be curious and ask questions. That's the other part of it. Like, but most people won't pull punches with it. Like, they'll pull the punches. Like, I'm, I'm pretty hard on you because I have a really strong, like, I, I feel I have a good relationship with you yeah. and stuff like that. And, like, um, so it's kind of, like, I, I know where our boundaries are kind of thing. Well, but some people, most people, they, they just don't even want to go there. They're just, like, scared they're, to they're go scared there. they're scared they're going to be attacked. To have like, that nobody discussion. Nobody wants to be attacked. Yeah, but that, I mean, that, that happened like, to me once. You got well, attacked? It was, no, it was, a phys- it was a physical thing. But it was, uh, I, was I was playing basketball. And uh, it was like a, it was a three-on-three tournament. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a bigger guy. But I went to just grab a rebound. But there was a girl who was on the court playing against me. It mm-hmm. was a... Co-ed? It was a co-ed type yeah. thing. It was just like, it was meant to be fun, but like, I'm a yeah. competitive dude. Yeah. Right? But I just knocked her right on her ass. Like, I, I honestly didn't mean to. Yeah. But I just, I went and turned and I boxed out. So you just, you put your, you put your ass into their like thighs. Yeah. So they can't jump to grab the ball. Yeah, whole crowd, co-ed basketball team, yeah. Yeah, whole crowd started booing me. And I looked behind me. I was like, the fuck? I just got the rebound and scored. Why am I getting booed? Girls on the ground, like, ah. And I was like, oh, man, are you guys kidding me? Like, well, I was like, I don't know. It just put me in a weird... That's the same. That was, that was the crowd beating me up a little that bit. That was the same thing that happened to me on how I got kicked out of the hockey game because I lost my shit. Because, like, I was playing hockey and we were playing with the... Like, the no, that's co-ed. not why you got kicked out Hold of the Hold on thing. a second. I was co-ed hockey and the, and the girl, as I'm skating, was hacking, mm-hmm. hacking me, like, hacking mm-hmm. me, like, hard. And, like, no call. 
Like it wasn't called. And so yeah. I lost my shit. Lost my shit. Mm -hmm. And people were laughing at me. The guys are all laughing at me on the bench and everything. And then sure enough, I'd go over and clobber someone on the bench. Yeah, then, that's why you got kicked out. No, but that's but this is what triggered it. Is that like I was I was being triggered. Triggered it. It was just like it's not I don't know. I I I, I would did cross the line there. <laughs> I fucked up. But I lost my cool. Stevie's been kicked out of every co-ed hockey freaking thing there's been. Maybe you shouldn't play co-ed hockey. I can't like, play I hockey. It brings yeah. out. I can't play hockey shit. anymore. It it brings brings out, I've got kicked thing. out in Toronto. I've got kicked out of the Toronto League. I got kicked out yeah. of like, yeah, I just, I can't play. I can't, because you know what it is? Co-ed's is tricky. Co-ed's tricky for me too. I get a level of, like when I play hockey, there's a level of aggression that, that rises in me. Yeah. But like when it's contact hockey, I can actually like release that aggression yeah. legally. Yeah. And when it's in co-ed and I have this aggression and I've, I feel handcuffed. Female athletes feel the same way. And I get handcuffed and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. And then I lose it. And we then all snap. feel the same way. You know? But I mean, the thing is, is like that, that is a difference between female. Like if you, you asked earlier what differences were. I mean, there's physical differences. You guys are stronger and bigger than us. There's a, there's so, a, there's a push now saying that that's not true. Like there's a little bit of a narrative saying that there's that's not true. And it's to me, I kind of like, no, but there's it a is, biological it is true. difference. Yeah, there is, it's, it I'm is like, true. this is weird. That, and there, there's there's outliers like we we mentioned earlier. There's outliers in everything. There's women who are or massive and masher, yeah, and there's dudes sure. that are and massive. Who have there, to was get that, there was that there, there was that there was to make sure they're not. There was know, that one track like athlete that that, that, that yeah. basically competes in the women. They, they basically don't want to let her compete anymore yeah, because, because she's, she's so excellent. She's so excellent yeah. in everything, and that's cheese. Like, I'm just like, why why is that? Like, are we looking for participation medals? Or are we looking for the best? Totally. Like, I I don't want fucking Usain Bolt to come and compete. In uh, in the sprinting because yeah. he's yeah. too fucking fast. I don't want the, Michael Phelps to compete I mean, those are, in swimming because he's like a fish. Like there is, there's you know? definitive. Like I'm not I'm not an idiot. Like, but like so to I'm say they be, can't compete. No, of course they, that, that person should be. They're just fantastic. They're, but they're an outlier. So yeah. they're like a fantastic female who doesn't have the same anatomy as other females. Like there are outliers across the board, right? So like when I was talking earlier, I was talking about jobs that have nothing to do with our physical capacity. Like I'm talking about jobs that have to do with everything other than our physical capacity. Like if they're office jobs, if they're executive jobs, what the hell does it matter? I think there's, I think there's one point, uh, uh, why, why people get upset about the, the women's stuff. Right. And you might, I, I don't, you might not like this point, but it is, um, because the woman gets pregnant and then the um, maternity leave. The maternity leave, and then they have to pay. To well, that's why they basically added male. That's why they added male male maternity leave. Somebody so it has doesn't to take matter care. Now. If you want to procreate, if you want to, yeah. if you want to, yeah, someone has to grow, stop and somebody take care has of the kids, to. Right? That's, that's, that's it's why, a good that's thing now the that they put the males one in there yes. because now it's just like now it doesn't matter because a man can all of a sudden come exactly. out and go, "Hey, my wife had a baby. I'm out." I'm just like, "What do you mean you're out?" Like both of you have to make sacrifices, and I'm not a mom, and then and that's a massive. I mean, to say it's not a sacrifice, personally, professionally, across the board. It's a huge a, sacrifice. You sacrifice. Huge my sacrifice. mom did it for me. Exactly, you right? So my like, mom did it for me. Well, our moms did it for all of us. We all yeah. have moms, right? Yeah, and and it's this thing where it's like it shouldn't be. That's a, that's a, that's, that's an old argument. Mom, Mom's day is coming up, Mom. We appreciate you. It's just somebody has to take care of the baby. <laughs> and the woman has to do it for the first six months because we're actually feeding the baby. And not always, but most of the time. It's I'm, breastfeeding, I, right? I, I'm saying more so. You, you're very right. I believe yeah. when a woman has a baby, she should go off and be with that child. In the bonding is very well, she important has to. at that time. There's no option. Your baby will die if the yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying not bond. even not even go. Not, I'm saying like uh, rearing of children yeah. in, a, in a proper way is probably one of the most important jobs that we we can do on our planet. And I think you need to have uh, the the mom and the dad there to properly get both perspectives, uh, bo both involved in that. Um, 
But from the from the business standpoint of things, I th I think that's a large reason why the the whole uh, females getting hired in big corporations because they didn't. Well, that was an old, outdated reason, and now, like you're saying, what they've done with maternity paternity splits is to get rid of that because it's a stupid reason. Yeah, there's lots even, of women that don't have children. They don't have children, right? right? And there's so a lot of women. Like, like I shouldn't from, be from the from the business side of things. Yeah, is she has the ability to have a child, and then from a business, you're like you're looking at it. They're just. They're just looking at spreadsheets and black and white numbers. Totally. They don't, but then no if we look at aspect. it that way, what's going to happen is women are going to have no children at all. If, if the option is you don't get to get paid as much because you might be a flight risk if you have a baby, they're going to say, fuck it, I don't have a baby. And then the population dies. That's, that's what's, what's happening, happening right now. That's what's Everyone's having one child. So that's why we need to be, and we're we need to be supported more. We, we, we need to feel less scary. It needs to be like, it's not a maternity leave. You get paid just as much as I do. And I'm going to take on half the work because we're human beings who are splitting the responsibility of doing this thing. We made a choice together. You just grew it in your stomach, but now it's ours. I agree. I, I agree with you. I agree with you that it's a it's a two person thing. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I fully agree with you. You need 100%. to have you need to have both of them there. Absolutely. Right. So, and it's not fair to say just because you're the woman and it came out of your body that you're the one that has to sacrifice everything else to be the one there. Like it can just as easily be the dad, and it is. And in, in my in some of the people in my life I'm closest to in their situations, it's the dad that stays at home. And it's not, it's not a disadvantage to the child. It's, it's you made it a child together and your job earns more. Do you, so, think, do you think it'd be bad if the, if the child is, and I'm not specifically talking about your friends. I'm yeah. just saying hypothetical. If now the child's being raised pretty much exclusively by the dad and then the woman's out doing business and doing this and can't see the child. I, I think anything that's not in balance is, is problematic. So yeah. it needs to be a partnership. So like if, if, the, if, the, if the dad takes on paternity leave and takes on some of the child rearing stuff during the day while the woman's at work then the woman has to come home and make sure that she's spending her time bonding with the children putting them to bed and having dinner with them and like like generally gender switching roles like what happened in traditional woman rearing i see days. what you're saying yeah like just switch it right and 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 we all have to strive towards again equitable balance and partnerships especially romantic partnerships i don't need to be taken care of by anybody i take care of myself my mm -hmm. sisters my friends they don't need to be they're not looking for a partner because they earn money they're looking for a partner who's morally supportive, who's aligned with them, who's going to be a partner. Like we're no, not, there's not an equitable, it's not a power struggle in a romantic relationship. It's a, it's a partnership. Yeah, it's a partnership. Yeah. And you we think... lift each other up together. And if we have a baby, we're going to lift that baby up between us. I agree with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no. just do it together. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Or don't I, do it at all. You think, you think the, the male, female uh, in relationships balance each other out? Like, yeah, like, I think they definitely can. Yeah. The two, no, I think you're like what he's saying is like there's two like yin and yang. They're we're two halves of one fucking coin. Totally. So it's like you, it's like I can do it point, by myself, or you could do it by yourself, but we're still half. We're still half of fucking one whole. Totally. Hole. And you know what? And it's okay if your half of the coin is a little bit sensitive or a little bit soft, and my half of the coin is a little bit hard. Well, no, that's how it works. Though. That works. That, no, but that's how it works. So, like, I know when you go on traditional male, like a, a woman who is like uh, very, very logical and strong, usually has a, a man who is more emotional or whatever. It's just they they attract more the opposite of the beta, or they are looking for someone who is much more aggressive than them. So that way, when they come home. They switch the roles and they yeah. can flip. Again, I so think it's just someone a always has like, to always play either one of those other the roles. Men I'm, the men I date are very successful, ambitious, powerful alpha males. Like, so yeah, not, these, like, I think soft, I think these are. Um, but they're they're they allow me to be me. Like they're not they're not threatened by me. You can yeah. be threatened by a, a person. No, you because you're because you're a strong woman. You need a stronger man, or else you're going to end up dealing with a beta man. 
and you're just like, I don't want to deal with this emotional guy. I need someone who's, I will allow me to be emotional yeah. and I want to be emotional. It's, again, it doesn't even have, like, I don't even think about it like that. I think, is, it, is this person a good person? Are we morally aligned? Do we challenge each other to be the best versions of ourselves? Like, like call me on something and I'm going to call you on something because we're partners. Like, that's what a partner does. That's what a best friend does. Is like, I don't like what you're saying right now because I don't think it's very fair to me. And then receive what they say back with like patience and then do that and then have them be able to say to you, I don't like what you just said to me because I didn't like the way it made me feel. And to have me say to them, I'm sad. I hear you. I won't do it again. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just a back and forth that you do with any, any partnership. It's a partnership. Well, that's, that's how, that's how any relationship works outside of the genders. Yes, there's exactly. always outside of the genders because the gender roles can be switched, man, woman, it doesn't totally. matter. But outside of that, there's always going to be, there's any argument or any type of relationship. There's there's always, uh, it comes down to four things. It comes between power and compliance mm -hmm. and value and neediness. Yep. Every argument, everything breaks down totally. into these four things. So if one of the arguments could be who's in charge and who's compliant. Now that doesn't have to be as a general. It just could be, you know, if I go into your studio, that's your fucking space. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. You become the powerful one there. And if if someone comes in there and starts moving shit around, yeah. you start acting but, up, and, and then the other be. person has like, to be. Like what we should always be trying to do. It's not, it's just way it, it's just the way it is, and so like you'll you'll say, listen, I'm in control, and then the other person either has to accept that you're in control and become submissive to that, no, or incorrect. they will challenge you, they will challenge you and will fight you to it, and you will have a fight until somebody becomes submissive. Incorrect. And it's just the way, so it's just the way it is. One of the that I just learned. So my, my childhood best friend, one of these powerful women I was talking about, she's my two best friends, female best friends, are psychologists. One of them is a forensic psychologist, and she's a professor at FSU in Florida. And uh, one of them is a psychologist, so she's a couples therapist. Yeah. She has a private practice, and she, she practices, you know, she, they're both very successful. Um, and her and I had a conversation recently all about this, like struggles in relationships and how you come together, and not just romantic relationships, but relationships, right? And... She basically took, I said the same thing to her. I was like, it's always like a power struggle system. And she said, no, it's not. You're thinking about it wrong. So it's this, if we can all, all of us, this would help all of us. If we could just stop and realize that everybody is triggered by different things. Everybody has sensitivities we're not aware of, regardless of your gender. And some of those sensitivities, generally they're influenced by your childhood or your generational trauma, whatever it may be. But you've got stuff that you're sensitive to. So if you're a person that felt like your parents abandoned you when you were younger, you are going to be very sensitive to anything in a friendship or a romantic relationship or a personal professional relationship that makes you feel like that person is may abandon you. you. Yeah. And, it's, and, and that person's not doing it on purpose because they don't realize that's your sensitivity. That, br that, brings, so, up, that brings up the other one, value and neediness. Well, there you go. But there's, there's three <laughs> types of major sensitivities. And then you can have a person, let's say that you, for instance, you have esteem sensitivity. So that means that... I'm not trying to make you feel bad about yourself, but if I give you any kind of criticism, even if it's a minor criticism, you can say, Steve, like, you told me to come at 7.30 and this didn't start till 8.15. And like, I kind of, you know, and you're like, and what you hear from that is Aaron thinks I'm a piece of shit across the board. Just a piece of shit across the board. And you're or you not could say that's to, a nice shirt and I could be like, what the fuck is wrong with my totally. shirt? Totally. <laughs> like, because you're looking and, and you're not, and I'm not trying to make you feel bad because yeah, yeah. I don't realize that your sensitivity is an esteem sensitivity, yeah. which makes you ultra hypersensitive to anything that, that challenges your sense of self. And I'm not, I'm not trying to hurt you, right? Yeah. And so there's also types of personalities. There's pursuers, that's me, and there's a withdrawer who I can explain. I'm very articulate. I, I'm emotionally very articulate. I can say, this is frustrating me. This is what I need from you. This, da, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. And, and without realizing it, I can be delivering that to this somebody. This person cowers away? You, ha you have who, who you have that you have that energy them. that you need to anxiety. basically yeah like my intensity as a pursuer 
gives that person anxiety. Yeah. And you can say from an objective, like outside view, when I say to them, am I making you uncomfortable? What's wrong? And they say, no, I don't know what's wrong. They're lying. No, I don't know. It's because they don't even know how to articulate it. Because yeah. it's not They don't know what's going on. It's coming in Because they're going into a fight or flight response because my pursuing <laughs> is freaking it's them so out. so strong. And then their withdrawing is putting me into a fight or flight response yeah. because I'm a withdrawer. With, like, I, I have attachment sensitivities. So I'm worried you're going to leave me because I didn't have a proper situation growing up. And any kind of you pulling away is triggering my sensitivity. And so it's making me want to come at you more and that's making you want to pull away more. And that's a cycle of relationships, whether they're romantic, whether they're friendships, whether they're with your kids or your parents or your colleagues, we're all doing it. And we all sit on spectrums. And if we just came to a place where we could say, we led with curiosity and we led with empathy, true empathy, where it was like, okay, how are you feeling right now? And that person says, frankly, pretty fucking scared. Like this is make I'm, I'm pretty freaked out. People wouldn't come up front and say that though. They do if you yeah. approach it with empathy. I'm they like, do I don't know this girl's to... scared. Yeah, you can't say it like that. I'm just like, what the fuck's wrong? Deborah. I'm a Deborah what's the matter with you? You can't do that. So like you have to be aware of your own shit though too and say, I, I know that I'm a pursuer. I know uh, that I can be aggressive. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to soften. Yeah. And I'm going to drop the volume. Yeah. And I'm going to lead with curiosity. It's hard though sometimes when people lose emotions, right? And emotions take over. But that's again, this yeah. is all about self-actualization. That's where it all right? comes down to. I think so it's, it's I think about... that's the most important thing is people start to become more self-aware. And yes. it's all about yourself because reality totally. is that I can't control you. Totally. I can only control me. And that's if it. If you use that mentality, I promise you every relationship in your life will improve. If you literally lead with curiosity and empathy, and if you take a look at yourself and you're like, huh, and, and recognize your own patterns and your own sensitivities, yeah. and then pull it apart. Be like, my, my esteem sensitivity has nothing to do with you. If you're giving me a small criticism or whatever it is, I can't take that and have it like ruin my whole shit. Like yeah. it has to be a thing that I recognize. I'm- But not even I'm that, like, it's being... not even that. Like you need to be, like it needs to, it's, we are the witnesses. So if you feel like, because I sometimes get emotions coming in me, and this is what happens, this is a lot of the changes. If something comes in me now, I now don't longer recognize that as me, as a, as a sense of like, I like notice my body is going, doing some weird, and I start asking questions going, what's going on? What's wrong? What's happening? What's doing this? Yeah. As an observer to this vessel, and I sit back and I go, what is going on? Why Why is my body doing this? Okay. Did, what do you what mean? Getting, sen- like getting weird senses? Weird like- sensations come in. Like, you know, and sometimes when you, sometimes if you cross a line, you get that, whoa, I shouldn't yeah. have done that. I mean, that whole fucking way. Like there's that Are you whole. Are trying to do that tonight on purpose? Which one? Get that weird sense. No, no, no. I've had like, like for instance, even today, like I, I, I was, I was driving and I had like just these, like these weird uh, awareness sensations that right. came in that right. were just like hyper aware. And I'm just like. What's causing that? Right. What is causing that? Because there's nothing to have caused it that I literally just going like, okay, I'm just like something's up because I know something is up. I just don't recognize what it is yet. So I'm just like, just be aware and pay attention because I'm, my body's trying to tell me something and just listen to it at that point. Well, that's one thing, but that's, that's about you specifically. specifically. And then like take that and then in all your interactions today with people, think about how that might be affecting your interactions with other people. Like, it's doing that like that's that's practicing empathy is to be like fuck what am i how how am am i affecting the people around me yeah am right? i shitting on this guy or am well, i not shitting even on shitting that? on them but just uh-uh. am i being authentic to myself like yeah. i don't want to make anybody feel like shit yeah i authentically don't i don't i don't want to make anybody feel like shit do you think you have to um always consciously be asking people that 
I think, I think it's, I don't think you have to, but I think it's an important lesson in like community and also like happiness, like, and self-awareness. And I think it does, I think we're, we're social creatures and I think we're, we're made to, to live in groups. And I think, I think if you're not asking how your behavior is affecting the people in the group around you, then it's kind of problematic. Like, I think it's a a more holistic way of living. It's like the person who's just going around kicking shit over in the tribe and doesn't realize he's pissing off everyone. Just like, let's say, let's say you, for example, like the the energy I get from you is very, let's go, let's do this. And let's say you're making people upset with that type of energy. I I, like, I personally don't think it's your responsibility to go ask them. Did I make you mad by? No, I I think that's a, I hear what you're saying. And I, and I agree with you. Like, I think that's also kind of like an oversimplification. Like, I mean, I can't be responsible for everybody's reaction to something. That's, what not, that's, a, to. that's yeah. not, that's too much it's of a burden that. to have on your shoulders. But it's like the people I love, it's moving through the world, like, and being clear on what's important to you and trying to like, trying to keep those as like your, I mean, we, we believe in different things, but I, I do a lot of yoga. So something you do in yoga is you set an intention at the beginning of the class and you come back to that intention throughout the, the, the practice. If you feel like something feels hard or annoying or you feel distracted or you feel your mind wander, you come back to your intention, you come back to your breath, try to refocus yourself in that practice. And I think it's the same thing in real life. Like just, just knowing what your intention is, like knowing what you're trying to move through the world doing. And if you have a moment where you're like, I don't feel like that maybe didn't go the way I would have liked that to go. Then, then you reel it back in and say like, I'm sorry if that was like, did I push too far there? Was that like a thing? I didn't mean to do that. And like, I actually am curious what you have to say. And like, I don't want you to come away from this feeling like you can't talk to me in a way that's authentic or honest because I'm going to jump down your throat or I'm going to bully you. And that vibe you get off me, that is my vibe. And I fight that vibe. I don't that's want your vibe. It's a good vibe. Well, I don't <laughs> I want anybody, but I don't want anybody to feel bullied, right? Yeah. Like, and I, I have that vibe because I'm not. That's not like a front. Like, I, I, I authentically embrace my masculine characteristics. Like, I do. I feel, I feel very. You're cute as hell, though. What's that? You're cute as hell, though. You do have that side too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've seen those Instagram photos. <laughs> I'm definitely. Easy, I mean, I'm, I'm like a human, right? Yeah. Like, I'm a normal. I can be a lot of things. I'm, I'm a multifaceted thing. Like, yeah. I can be sweet and I can be kind and I can be quiet and I can be bashful, but I can also be incredibly aggressive. And, and I mean, the parts of myself, I like that aggression. I like that I'm, I'm sure of myself in some situations. And then, you know, when I don't like it, when I'm in a conflict with somebody I love. And I say something that hurts them. I don't like it then. I'm not I'm, happy with it then. I'm and that's when I, I want to reel it back in. I don't think you just, like, I, we're agreeing. I just yeah. uh, if you if you, if you act a certain way and it's not hateful or disturbing to other yeah. people in, like, a, in a bad way. Totally. Like, if you're not an asshole, like, totally. like being a legit asshole. Yeah. And you're just being yourself. I don't yeah. think you need to apologize for that. No, and I don't think you do either. But I do think, like, I sit on a lot of boards. And those are really interesting because you really have to learn how to, how to come together and, and leave that board meeting with some resolution. And not everybody on the board's gonna be happy with the resolution. That's the whole point of a board, is that we're all gonna fight for different things and it's kind of like a democratic vote, so whoever wins, wins. But we're not all generally leaving feeling happy. like we no. got heard, right? No. And I'm in a position of authority on my board. I'm the vice president. And so I often have to be aggressive and say like, sorry guys, we've, we've made a decision, we've come to a vote and that's final. And people will be like, but, but, but we gotta move on. Like we gotta keep this moving like because we, we have everything to talk about. And like, I mean, and people will say, well, I don't feel like I've been heard and I don't feel like that's fair. And I feel like because you have a strong personality and a loud voice, you get to sway the opinion more. Like I've come across that on boards <laughs> and I have to like look at that and I have to, to process that. And in some situations I have to say, you know what, upon reflection, I that did might sway be, that. that. That might be right a little bit, to be honest, because if you, yep. like, with your personality, totally. just what I'm picking up right now, and yep. you had a bunch of people that are like withdrawers, yep. and you're like, oh, yes, okay, totally, yeah, totally. So in those situations, when I'm trying to do a, a greater good, and I've somehow done a thing in, in intention, like unintentionally, 
which is that. I don't want to do that. That's not the way a board should work. I don't want to ever make anybody feel like they're being pushed into a thing or like I'm just making because I'm the loudest voice that my, my opinion is the most important. I don't authentically feel that. So yeah. in those moments, being able to soften is that true? into is that true, though? it and have some, totally, and have like some you, self-reflection. You don't, you don't mind if someone has an, uh, uh, a, no. an off opinion on you? Because no. I, I, I get the impression that sometimes you like you want to like, no, this is the way it is. And, and it's like a fight fight. Like uh, not you're, on a board. I mean, that's not nothing to do with me. It's not yeah. personal. We're, we're yeah. talking about other people's shit. Like, right. I mean, that's. I mean, when we make decisions about blurt, it's not personal. People take it personal. That's where it ends but up going shouldn't. wrong. But you shouldn't. And so that's the thing. Yeah. Is like, I'm not just on one board. It's been part of my life for a very long time. I've been on multiple boards, and yeah. that's taught me a lot, a ton about communication. You you cannot take that stuff personally. I'm also an artist, for God's sake. People I, take it personally, though they do. That's human nature because they haven't gotten the self development or self awareness to differentiate that between. Fight it and recognize, recognize. Yeah. Be like, why is this making me so upset? Are these? Does everyone in the sport have it out for me? Do no they not one, like no me? one does that. They don't question even who they are. People don't even think these days. They don't. They don't, they they don't they ask don't, the question. People even, need to start learning. It's not even so much. They need to just be start asking questions and start actually but learning. That's the thing. Coming back to leading not, with curiosity. Yeah. And not being afraid of, of sounding ignorant. Like ignorance is fine. Ignorance just means you don't know the answer to a thing. So you should be able to say to a group of people like without fear of persecution or like whatever, I don't understand what you mean by that. In, so in, can we talk about it? In defense to um, a little bit of uh, men having a, a voice right now, Yeah, I think that a lot of guys are scared to have those conversations. Right. To be completely honest with you. Because they, you. they're like, they don't want the... Totally. I, well, I think everybody. I think everybody needs to do a better job. I think across the board. I think everybody needs to do a better job, and I that's agree. what I'm talking about. Like just softening into stuff, not taking stuff so personally, practicing true empathy, knowing who you are, and moving through the world with those things. And it's not like it might sound like it's like oh, this is like hippie dippy bullshit. I, I, that's not hippie, no. But it's it's true, right? And like it, I mean, we move through the world. This is it. This is all we would, get. Yeah, the world would be a lot better place if people just put themselves in the shoes of someone else exactly. for even a minute or so and be like, I wonder what this guy's actually feeling. Totally. Well, that's what the whole thing is all about: looking at perspective in terms but, of someone else's perspective. Because like we're in the same room, but we have three separate perspectives totally, of this room. Totally. Like totally. we're looking at three different things. So I don't know what you're looking at. You're probably staring at this fucking TV the whole time. And I'm like, definitely not. But um. <laughs> No, she wasn't. You know, but but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's in your line of vision, you know, like in like my line of vision's over here. Like, we could be, there's that whole thing about a sign, someone holding a sign and one person saying it's this and the other person saying it's this, but yeah. they're both right. Ah, guess what? I saw a rebuttal to that sign and it crossed out that answer that says, oh, they're both right. And then it, 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 it took the, the image and it put it out a little bit and it said, actually, that was a nine because if you zoom the picture out, it was the number for a building that was supposed to be on the ground and it like... In 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 perspective to the if you take the scope out even another level, it was meant to be a nine. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't looking at it like this is a six, this is a nine. The person who designed it designed it for it to be a nine. I don't actually know what you guys are talking about right now. But uh, it's it's like just, a meme. Oh, okay. It's like a meme kind of thing where There's, like someone says it's six like and one says nine. Shoe that's like is it yeah. pink and white or is it or green and gray? Or that's the, that the new shoe one just came out. Yeah, whatever it is, what right? See? Like those things. I see both. I, I, you saw both? Absolutely. Like it's if I if to... I scroll up, I'll look at it and be like, oh, and then I'll flip it. But that's I mean that's a perfect analogy for life. Like we should be able. We don't have to. I mean, I don't agree with a lot. I fundamentally disagree with certain things. I truly do. But for the most part, I can always, always at least empathize with a person. At least be like, listen, I do not agree with you, but I understand that you're hurting. Or I understand that your motivations behind this are like 
because of what happened to you. Like, yeah. I, I'm usually pretty good at being like, Jesus Christ. What the fuck like, happened to you? This is coming from a, a, a really place. maladaptive yeah. dark place. And like, is that necessarily your fault? Like, I, I, I really, truly can. I really strive to practice authentic empathy That's and to good. be like, I don't love what you have to say, man. And I will, <laughs> yeah, I will argue you on it and I'll, and I'll try to do that respectfully, but like, there's going to be some things that are triggering for me. Like, you you again, don't need to be friends with those people either. Like that's the beautiful thing. We to get to choose them. our friends Yeah. in, uh, in, in the Christian religion, um, uh, Jesus died, he got murdered. Right. Yeah. But one of the last things, uh, he, he said before he died was Lord, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Yeah. And it's pretty much kind of forgive forgive people because that's all they actually really know. Totally. Like if you if 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 I was raised in in a in a in a place that told me to hate a certain type of person or to be like this or to be like that or to be like that, it's honestly not even really my fault. At a certain point, when you're like like when you're raised as a small little baby, when it, when it becomes like that, totally. And, that, and that's the environment that you're totally. You're like if you, if you were to take a kid. Uh, I went to China, for example, and uh, done a lot of basketball. Like, there's basketball tournaments yeah, and yep, stuff yep, like yep, that. Yep. What they do in China is they, they see a tall woman, tall man. You're having a kid. They have a kid, and they shove them in this little school, and they make them play basketball since they're little babies. Yeah, so yeah. they end up being fucking amazing basketball players. That's but they're like the little sociopathic, like sad people that can't form human connections. Yeah, and they just play like, piano yeah. and like fucking <laughs> yeah. they're amazing at violin. And because they were given a job at the age of fucking four. Because yeah. they, yeah. they know between the ages of like... Totally. One to seven is no. I, I agree with you, and that's the thing is like things happen to people, and there's like again, like we. I mean, we're gonna cut, come back to some common themes here, and then I actually have to. Yeah, no, 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 no we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna cut this we're gonna, thing we're off pretty quick. Um, people are not gonna watch the whole three yeah, hour show. but it's we're yeah, not it's fucking so Alex Jones. What here. time is it? I don't even know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we actually went like this is it's not supposed to go this long. We actually got into a conversation. He's we're, poked a damn bear, and it made it go on another two hours. It's a long, but. I mean, I guess in summation, like to kind of circle it back, like it's just, it, it I mean, we don't know people's shit, right? We don't, we don't no. know people's shit. We don't know what's happened to them. We don't know why they've come to where they've come, but just, just try to, try to soften your sharp edges. Cause nobody likes to be attacked. Nobody responds well to that. Nobody. I don't care who you are. Like you were saying, like nobody likes to feel attacked and you're going to, you're absolutely, you're either going to fight or you're going to, you're going to run away. You're going to fight. It's your fight or fight response. And that's not you. That's like a literal surge of like hormonal stuff that has no, like chemical stuff that has nothing to do with who you authentically are. It's you under duress. It's you and your worst version of yourself. And like nobody likes to be to feel attacked by a person. So there's no there's gonna, no resolution is going to come from attacking anybody else. Like I'm not a feminist who wants to fight for for a, you know a secluded I don't want I, I love men I want to live harmoniously with everybody like I'm not you know I don't want to I don't want anybody to feel attacked I just want to help enlighten people and be yeah. like well why don't we look at it this way why don't you look at it out of this lens like there's different ways to look at a thing there's always different ways to look at a thing mm. those conversations just need to be ha have I don't think they're ever had they get they're not shut down. They don't have enough. They get shut down. They either no, get shut down. People are too concerned about just going to the bar and getting drunk and you know getting the rocks off. <laughs> or they're scared because they're vulnerable. It's, a lot of this stuff comes from What's fear. What's I'm saying? Most, yeah. most of this, most of the stuff you're talking about, most of these issues all come from fear. Yeah, it all comes out of fear. Either fear of like losing power, me. fear of like totally. someone else getting more more strength, and yeah. a fear like it's all. All is it's all derivative of fear. Absolutely. It all comes out of fear. And and like labels. Like I don't want to be labeled as a feminist because there's a bad connotation with that label and that shouldn't be the case. But like I don't want to be labeled as anything. I just want to be able to say like Can you be labeled as human? 
yeah, as a global citizen. Yeah, like that's what citizen. I am. Yeah. Like I don't want to have to like def- like I, I'm literally I'm not coming at it, trying to attack anybody. I'm just trying yeah. to be like this is the truth. It's just what's going on. This is what's going on. Like yeah. let's just talk about that, and then like I'm not mad at you guys. It's yeah. just the truth. Like it's what's happening. So let's talk about it, and then. Hopefully these conversations lead to me seeing things from your perspective in situations where that might be beneficial or you guys in the next conversation you have with somebody that feels like, I don't know if I necessarily love where this is going. Like we're kind of allowed to do whatever we want, really. Like it shouldn't shouldn't matter that I'm a guy or you're a girl or that's a person like, I don't know, you hope that you come away with some... That's the whole point of... Curiosity. Honestly, even this this thing we call it thought exchange. So the point was to exchange thoughts and hopefully see something from... Uh, multiple different points of view multiple different points of view and we've had a lot of guests on the show to date everyone's got different views mm-hmm. like everyone so of course the, the more you can put those views out there because um, you can't see the world from a crazy narrow lens mm-hmm. but uh for myself personally i do think there needs to be a certain amount of order to type of things that's just me yeah. but uh because if everyone was all willy-nilly it i i don't know that's just that's just myself you know, but um, I do I do think we need to see the world from a different uh, yeah. different lens, and yeah, getting those conversations out there help. But I, we are hitting a point where we probably should wrap this thing up. I, f- I fully agree. I love it. Yeah, and we started like half an hour late because Stevie was it says, half an hour yeah, late? Was, well, she brought I mean, it up. Just I mean, was like, it was yeah, yeah, it's eleven almost. Yeah, it's almost eleven, buddy. Yeah, yeah. we gotta shut this guy down. It's yeah, it's yeah, definitely kids. bedtime. Well. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us this week on the Thought Exchange. (laughs) We have that camera over there. (laughs) I just the back of my head. The whole time. time. Well, you have your camera. You have your own personal camera. So you're okay. Yeah. Uh, So thanks for joining us. Uh, Look forward to seeing you guys next week. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on the show, Aaron. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, take care. See you guys. See ya. (laughs) 